All right, back for another edition. This is the sports edition, the January 24th recorded edition. And I am Shay. With me is JC, estimated November 23. JC, how are you doing? I'm doing phenomenal, man. How are you? Um, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I was arguing with a couple of people today. Uh, so apparently there's four black coordinators. I felt like there's much more because they didn't even count Barbara Leftwich and a special teams coordinator is also black. But they were but ESPN named four black coordinators for the the conference championship games for Sunday. Mm-hmm. And of course there was a couple of people being a little triggered saying, Oh, I don't see color. Why can't it just say, Oh, why can it just be why if there's white coordinators it won't say anything? Why can't we just make all the coaches black? So of course I had to comment even though i know the comment was going to get some rebuttals so yeah i was just talking about like hey there's only two black head coaches in nfl the nfl demographic of players are 70 percent african-american so i was like if you don't see there's a problem then i don't know what to tell you mm-hmm. yeah kind of ignorant would you say like the fact that people just don't understand that uh you know two black head coaches Four black coordinators for the first time in NFL history. Um, that 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 should be seen as a momentous a, a occasion, and the fact that people are still trying to think that this is um, that that uh, you know everything is about race. It's like yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot of, a lot of things, everything is about race. Yeah, a lot yeah, of things are the world. Yeah, a lot of things are are about race, and you know we can talk about it all. Um, you know we can. Uh, talk about it all we want but i mean at least um on the bright side i mean it looks like this is a nice step in in, in the right direction and um yeah look 70 percent of the league is black there should be more black head coaches there should be more than two the fact that mike tomlin is the longest reigning black head coach um i wonder if this is true is he the longest reigning head, uh, black head coach of all time i say i say it would have to be like i haven't seen a black head coach be a coach for as long as he's had yeah and he's, yeah, he would have to be and he's in only my been lifetime i know he is yeah, he's only been a head coach since what, two thousand nine or something like that. I want to say not longer. Yeah, it's not longer. Yeah, and then number two is Brian Flores, who got hired last year. So it's like, um, yeah, when you have you know really talented coordinators across the league, the fact the fact that there's only two, it's like, yeah, we're gonna make this about race because it's not right. <laughs> it doesn't make it doesn't make sense that the like a vast majority of the people who are playing are black, but everybody who's on the sidelines is white. Yeah, that's that, that that's a problem. Exactly. Like, the thing is, you can clearly see it. It's completely obvious, but you choose to ignore it. That is just the frustrating thing about it. Mm-hmm. And we're not even talking about the owners. There's only one minority owner, and that is Shad Khan, Shai Khan from the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he's Middle Eastern. Mm-hmm. It's only one minority owner. Yeah. Right. Actually, three minority head coaches, I just realized, with uh, with Salah getting hired by the Jets. So three minority owners now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, two black head coaches, coach. yeah. three minority. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So heading in the right direction. We're almost there. <laughs> Only probably about, like, ten more teams to go before everything starts to calm down. If guys like Josh McCown don't get interviews and guys like Byron Leftwich get interviews, I'll be happy. Yeah, I would I would be happy to. And if um, you know, BNME gets a head coaching job in the next year or two, or two at the latest, you know, that 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 should be um yeah. 
let's let's go ahead and get that started. By the way, um, speaking of race, I just want to throw this out there. Um, I found this out yesterday. I didn't bring this up before when we were doing the discussions, but uh, you know Barry Bonds is still not in the Hall of Fame. I just want to throw that out there. Just as oh, a yeah, I know nugget, that. Just as a little nugget. I know that. Yeah, this has been his, um, I think this is his I mean, 13th year of being denied. I understand it's a steroids thing, but hasn't like 60% of Hall of Fame members in baseball have done steroids? Also, something that never gets brought right. up, how awesome was the steroid era? How awesome was it? Baseball has never been better better when people no. were taking steroids. I'm sorry. As a kid, as a kid watching it, it was lit. It was. Dude, it was lit, wasn't it? Baseball was cool. <laughs> Baseball was awesome was. to watch when Barry was ripping out 73 home runs in a season. It's like, yeah, why can't we ever get back to that? But it's like, no, everybody has to be clean and all that other kind of like, stuff. Like, yeah, there's there's no bi- no big hitters anymore. There yeah. is no big hitters anymore. I mean, I I understand if you're concerned about your long term health. No. Now, now that's valid. No, <laughs> that's sorry. valid, but uh, no. but uh, yeah. I mean, it was fun to watch. It was definitely fun to watch. Yeah, man, dude. Listen, when it comes but to PED, PED, should be allowed in the sports that allowed PEDs beforehand. So baseball allow it. Cycling for sure. Biking and the whole Lance Armstrong grab. Yeah, let them use PEDs because everybody else is doing it. Um, what else? Yeah. You know, football. Fuck well, it. Let's to be superhuman. Let them be superhuman. I guess. Exactly. I mean, unless it's like really, really dire, I say just let everybody use PEDs. It'll make everything better. LeBron would jump like two feet higher if he got, if he got to use PEDs when he was twelve. So. Oh no, no, no! I don't want to see that with basketball. Nah, I need, I I need to see it. it. Nah, I need to see it. I'm trying nah. to see Steph pull from like a sixty feet. <laughs> Especially if you use PDs or you'd be unstoppable, that, dude. You, you, not, you can't tell me. Everybody's no. shooting sixty percent for three. Be, yeah, I want that. Basketball player. Nah, you're crazy. If you get super swole, that's gonna mess up your jump shot. You don't. Have, you know, uh, steroids. You you don't just naturally get jacked. There's different steroids for different things. I mean, there's different PEDs out there. Like for example, Lance. Lance didn't get bigger. Lance was just cycling new blood through his system every single time, so he can regenerate oxygen cells. I mean, that could be what basketball players do. Wait, what? Yeah, for real? Yeah. Yeah, you clean. What, yeah, you, what steroid is that called? I don't. Yeah, honestly, I, I don't I know. know about the baseball type of steroids. So yeah, there's. I mean, there's baseball steroids, football steroids, which is usually used for just gaining um, a lot of muscle really quick or maintaining that muscle density. But I mean, look, there's there's testosterone replacement, which uh, is used in um, MMA a lot. There's um, the thing, obviously, the um, you know the. Um, it's basically just adding red blood cells when you're cycling the blood through. It's basically just adding red blood cells so you can. So you're not going to get tired. Ba- basically, yeah. It's basically just adding more oxygen into your system. That way you can, you know, you can breathe for. Uh, not Correct breathe me for if I'm wrong. It might sound a little stupid. Is that <laughs> kind of what Adderall kind of does? No. No, I know. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not a dumb question. Listen, people, people don't know. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, no. Adderall is is just a drug to kind of. Um, Here's the help base. Focus. Yeah, that's like the base foundation. I don't want to get too deep into Adderall, but yeah, it just well, helps I, you keep focused. Well, I thought it would have like a similar function to help you focus. Yeah, I mean, it might help you focus, but it won't help your breathing. Okay, okay. Unless you're focusing I know people on use Adderall too, and they play better at sports with Adderall as well. So, yeah. I, I mean, uh, I guarantee you that soccer players would probably play better with Adderall. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a mental, like, it's a mental game at the same time, so yeah. yeah, I can see that. Yeah, like, if you're a goalkeeper, you should probably be on Adderall 24-7. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, probably. Yeah. I'll, I'll, probably goalkeepers in South America use it because the stakes are so much higher if they lose, so. Oh, yeah, no, Ad- Adderson has been getting fed uh, Adderall since he was two. 
Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yes, no, definitely. So, yeah. No, it's great. All the Brazilian goalkeepers definitely. Oh, are. it's so simple. They haven't produced a good one yet. So, so basically the same type of steroid that Lance Armstrong used, a basketball player should be using. I guess if you, I guess if you coat, I guess if you play for Tom Thibodeau, you definitely. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> I was about to say if you play for Tom Thibodeau, then yeah. But um, if you're playing like in Brooklyn's system, probably not. <laughs> Especially since like Joe Harris's entire. Well, I mean, Joe Harris, you could probably use it, um, just because he's running around screens. But James oh, Harden, yeah, running around yeah, all the time. Yeah. yeah, James Harden when he's just standing in the corner when he's not involved in the offensive play. Yeah, I don't. I think he's good. I don't think he needs that. I guess so. Uh, we could transition that since we're talking about the Nets. We can talk about the Brooklyn Nets, um, sure, against the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, you know what? Speaking of Adderall, I I think Kyrie Irving could have used it against Kyrie Sex uh, Colin Sexton <laughs> because Kyrie Irving was having a lot of lapses on defense, was allowing Colin Sexton the lane. Colin Sexton was the hottest guy in that building, so. Having Kyrie guard, guard Colin Sexton was just like inviting Colin Sexton to score more points. So yeah, yeah. Um, do you see any defensive problems with this Brooklyn Nets team? Yeah, you think gonna <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, okay, no question. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's like the biggest. Um, that's like the whole reason why nobody believes that they're going to win the title this year is because the defensively they're just not there i mean you look at their this is their final this is probably going to be their final lineup in every single game seven slash um any a playoff team right their 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 bottom five is probably going to be Kyrie, joe harris harden durant and then jordan until the last three minutes and then they're probably off draft year. Yeah, yeah exactly so um from that perspective uh like there's no defense being played besides like kevin durant because Harden, um, I don't know if you've been, I, I've only watched two games. And actually, I didn't watch this previous um, uh, uh, Cavaliers loss. I watched the one before that. I didn't even realize I watched it until I watched the I watched, I watched the Cavaliers series. I watched, I watched both the Cavaliers series. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't. I saw the double overtime. I didn't see the, the one before. Um, and, you know, the double overtime is kind of a prime example. Like that entire, uh, the last overtime, I mean, like... <laughs> Kyrie was getting sauced out there. Um, Harden was Definitely. Harden was literally like like standing around. Was, um, he was falling asleep. Yeah, he was, he was falling asleep. Houston Rockets, Rockets, Harden defense. Yeah, but the one thing I will say for this for this Nets team, if they can get a, a like a solid defender, they're like a piece away from being like insane. Um, if they can get a really solid wing defending guy, like a um, who's a good guy, a PJ Tucker. I don't know if they'll be able to get him because since they just trade, trade. I mean, they just traded with the right. Rockets, so probably not. It, it, could, it could be likely because of the buyout market. That's true. Now, I said, I said this. Um, they might be. They might need to use a buyout market. They're probably a buyout market player yeah. away from contending. Yeah. No, they they could get a PJ Tucker or anybody else from the buyout market that that's a defensive player. Then that's what they need. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say this though. Um, the the other big thing. Um, that I noticed, and granted, this isn't really the Nets' fault in particular. This is just because they have Andre Drummond. 
Um, Drummond was clearly out out rebounding them. It, it, it looks like in this game, um, not in the overtime game. I mean, uh, Andre Drummond was looking at a non factor. Well, Drummond's game. a rebounding machine, if anything. Yeah, but um, yeah, this team is just uh, they're they're they have two giant weaknesses: is that they can't defend very well. I mean, they can defend okay, uh, but in playoff time, they're gonna get smoked. And uh, they're they're not really that great at rebounding. So those are the two things that you need to watch out for in the next one. Well, or not the play next, in Durant at the four. I mean, mm-hmm. at Durant's a seven footer, but it will have his drawbacks as even though Durant is a rebounder, it's just that if he's going against like bigger guys like a Drummond or a Jared Allen, he's not going to get rebounds on them. And then DeAndre Jordan is getting up there in age. Um, now there's are a couple of centers who I feel like Brooklyn should look at in the free agency. Well. There's Kylo Quinn and Dwayne Denman. Not Kylo Quinn. I think they should look for Dwayne Denman just to give a backup center. Yeah. He he can Dwayne Denman can shoot the three as well. I think they, they need one more backup center. I think having Jeff Green as your backup center is not going to cut it. Because while it will work against some teams, if you're playing against, like, let's say the Los Angeles Lakers, where they have two seven-footers in their lineup, two centers essentially in their lineup, if, if you want to count Andy Davis as a center too, um, yeah, they're going to be in trouble. So they'll need having they need a backup big like a Dwayne Denman coming off the bench because they can't just pass it with Jeff Green being your backup center for for all for every NBA team. And like, yeah, they they definitely got to get a defensive player in the buyout market. One positive is Spencer Dinwiddie's taking jump shots already. Yeah, I now still don't believe he'll he'll be here for at all this point during the season, but. Hey, if his recovery is superhuman, like Adrian Peterson, like he could get back uh, for the playoffs, and it's definitely not any any that. addition with him would be positive. It's definitely not going to be that. Um, you know, you can always pray, but uh, yeah, that doesn't look like it's going to happen more than likely. Um, just out of curiosity, is it, um, I don't know if he's on a team. He probably is. I think he plays for Houston. Is Damari Carroll still on the team? Ooh, that is a good question. I actually haven't heard that name. In I think he game. plays for Houston because the last team I remember him playing for was Brooklyn, but he might have got traded in that deal. Um, who last played for the Houston Rockets? So it doesn't mean he, he's a free agent then. Yeah, actually, he played for the Spurs last year, if I remember correctly, too. Let's see. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah, played for the Spurs fifteen games. Um, oh. Uh, uh... It says he's in Houston. Yeah, he says he's in Houston. Is yeah. he? Let me let, let me look at basketball. Yeah, he, oh, he's in Houston. Dude. From all from yeah, everything that I see, he's in. Yeah, Houston. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in Houston. He's in Houston. Uh, that might be a guy that they could use. Maybe I don't know if he's still good. <laughs> I don't know if he's still as good as he was. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, probably not. But uh, you know, yeah, Demar Carroll. Not playing this season. No, he's, he's not. not playing this season. No, I think he's a free agent. Well, let's go ahead and call Jay Crowder then. The other guy with dreads. <laughs> Well, no, you can sign the Mark Carroll if he's a free agent. You can sign him. Yeah, if he's a free agent, that lets me know something though. If he's a free agent now, you know, yeah, what I, mean? I mean, if you're a free just agent, now, you're a free agent doesn't doesn't mean you're not no longer NBA caliber anymore. It doesn't. And yeah, it doesn't. And uh, the Jay Crowder can't. They're not going to get Jay Crowder. It's not from the Suns, no. but no. Um, the Mark Carroll. Yeah, I think they can sign him. I mean, just even even if all he can do is play defense now, that's all they need. That's all they don't need. need anybody that can score whatsoever. They just need defense. Yeah. They just need um, even watching a b ball breakdown on YouTube. So it was this. They were 
breaking down the game against the Cavaliers and Nets for it was for the first series, the first game, the double overtime game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was clearly they clearly shown the bad rotations the Nets players have made. Um, just the fact you have three star superstar players who are not used to 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 focusing on the defensive end. They're, they're both all three of them are used to taking plays off the defensive end. Uh yeah. more so more so Irving and Harden than Durant because Durant he played he played more defense in Golden State. But this current iteration of Durant, he's still trying to re- fully recover from his Achilles injury. So he wasn't trying to play as hard a defense this year as he was in years past. But Durant but Harden and Irving are used to taking plays off and you can clearly see it. There's bad rotations. Harden wasn't rotating well. Like you say, he was standing around a lot. And it just left many players open. Shetty Osman benefited from that. Isaac Okoro even hit an open three from that. So many players benefited just because of their weak rotations. If they had a guy like Draymond Green, as B-Ball Breakdown showed in a video with the Warriors and Lakers, where Draymond Green is basically like a middle linebacker on defense, just telling everybody where to line up, where to go, where to rotate. Yeah. If they had a guy like that, that defense would be so, so much better. It would be, but, uh, you know, it's borderline impossible to find a dream on Green. <laughs> um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, anywhere. definitely. But just, uh, just any, just like. Yeah, because Draymond Green is like, debatably the guy. Is, yeah, Draymond Green is debatably the greatest team defender of all time. I mean, you could really yeah. make a, a really solid argument for that. Um, I agree um, with you. The one thing I will, I, I will say this, because I've been insanely hard, um, no pun intended, on Harden. Uh, because of, you know, how lackadaisical he is. But I will say this, ever since going to Brooklyn, um, he does a lot of little things, not, nothing to, like, make me, um, like, restore my faith in his defense or um, his non-engagement during big moments. But, um, you know, there there are times when he's not standing around during the offensive particularly, because to me, him standing around on the defense, yeah. we've seen that for seven years plus. You know what I mean? So that's that's whatever to me. At this it's a habit thing. Yeah. Um, that's what about the habit. But him standing around in Houston when he didn't have the ball in his hands on offense, that 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 uh, that to me was just like, okay, you're not winning a title that way. Your best player can't just be standing around on offense. That's just not okay. Um, but when he's here, he sets little backdoor screens for KD. Like he's done that um, like five or seven, six times um, this season that I've seen, um, where he just like uh, move. He moves without the ball the entire possession, and then just sets like a little backdoor screen for KD to get like a solid like you know half a second to get a jump shot off. And you know he does a lot of little things on the offensive end that make me think you know maybe he's trending in the right direction. Maybe Kevin Durant's teaching him some things on how to win. But um, I'll I'll say this: the whole James Harden Kyrie thing. I can tell you right now, it looks good, but I, it's I don't think it's going to end well. <laughs> we got to see that over a long term. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks good so far. We got to see that like over the long term. Just having two dominant ball handles like that, two point guards essentially. I mean, you can see it though. Like you can see it like on their face. Like like it's it's getting on their nerves a little bit. Like you can see like it's getting on their nerves. They're like. All right, we got to adjust. I was expecting to have the ball, especially with Kyrie. Like, Kyrie, like, looks every single time Harden gets the ball. He, like, um, just becomes instantly disengaged. Like, instantly. It's very weird. He's like, no, I want to, like, no, I want to dribble for 15 seconds. You don't dribble for 15 seconds. Yeah, I suppose you dribble for 15 seconds. Yeah, it's, it's honestly kind of like watching, um, like, an eighth grade YMCA team. <laughs> That's really good, by the way, who has, like, you ever played against a YMCA team that has, like, all of this talent, but they don't 
uh, perform well because everybody is just like trying to like well, judge yeah, shots. Like, yeah, everybody's just doing take ISO. Play. Yeah, yeah, and that's what Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn seems like to me. They seem like a team that has all the talent in the world, but who knows if um, if Steve Nash and uh, you know D'Antoni are going to get these guys to buy in. And, you know, the question on everybody's minds for the past three weeks is who's going to start sacrificing? Because it's not, you can't ask KD to do that because <laughs> KD is the second best player in the world right now. So, uh, you yeah. know, who, who I have that with my list. He's oh, second best player on my list. Hey, we agree. Um, so, yeah, uh, like who, who, who sacrifices? And the sad part is, is that it's the, it's probably going to be the guy who is probably the most exciting offensive player to watch. But uh, Kyrie's going to have to start sacrificing some shots for this team to win. So what Harden needs to do is, like, what he's doing for KD, he's he just needs to get back into more OKC Harden. Just, of course, a much better version of OKC Harden. Yeah. Where he's more of a team player. I, I think, I mean, right now, he's still in the habit of being Houston Harden. So just him being on him on defense is Houston Harden. Mm-hmm. He should get back and be on OKC Harden. OKC Harden guards the team's best offensive player mm-hmm. on defense. Mm-hmm. That was OKC Harden. Because he used to come in for Tabo Cephalosha. And, of course, Tabo Cephalosha was the best perimeter defender at the time. Right. And when he yeah. came in for Tabo Cephalosha, he took on his role on defense as in guarding the team's best offensive player. Well, yeah, he just made up for all the points that Thabo didn't score. I mean, that was kind of the deal. Yeah, yeah. We were just like, yeah, I mean, we, let's get a solid yeah, defensive true. guy in the starting lineup, and then Harden can just come in for a quick 18, um, and then that will get us right back into the game. I mean, it was really smart what OKC yeah. was doing. Um, it's just kind of sad yeah. that they should have paid him. <laughs> it's like, fuck the luxury tax. But, well. Yeah, definitely. But at the same time, he was still a better defensive player in OKC than he was in Houston. Yeah, much better. But that's just because... Yeah, and that's just because uh, Westbrook and Durant took on the offensive load mo- more so than Harden. Harden was more of like the the guy that would slow the pace down yeah. and play like sort of a Manu Ginobili on offense. So Harden focused more on defense. Harden needs to get that game back together to a better extent because he's a much he's a much better player now than he was in OKC. Yeah. But he needs to just play like that again and I think he just needs to get in that habit now you could say Kyrie needs to sacrifice but yeah and I do agree with you but <laughs> yeah, there's no but question it's, it's, easier, it's, it's easier saying that but it's not gonna be easy telling him that I mean so, he should know I mean there's never been I don't think we've ever had when, uh, three when superstars on Kyrie's team. career has he has he compromised never for the team? never Exactly. But exactly. So you're not going to get him to do that. It's more I mean, hard to have to choose. Have to sacrifice then. I mean, well then Kyrie's got to go. He's not going to go. This is Kyrie's got to go. Listen, listen. This is about winning titles, and if somebody is not willing to sacrifice, and if somebody's already been kind of an asshole, Kyrie, <laughs> during the season, like at that at that point, it's just not worth it. At that, at that point, honestly, like for real, I don't know if they would do it, but I would give Phoenix a call. And just be like, listen, can we get CP3 up here real quick? Now, granted, I don't know how that would work out between Harden and nah, CP3. Nah, but saying, Phoenix is not doing that. Hey, you never know. Phoenix is not doing that. Phoenix might not do it, but you Kyrie might need to come around. Than Chris Paul at the current stages. I mean, Kyrie for Ben? That's even, that, that's even debatable. But Kyrie for Ben? But, um, Sixers ain't doing that either. Hey, we, can um, have, we can have a conversation about it. Let's have it. Uh, uh, All right. Um, but the, the thing with... 
was, I was just about to get with the Phoenix point. The thing with Phoenix, why they won't do that is because, look, Chris Paul brings so much more well, to the team. Well, hang on, before we get to um, – I actually have a thing for Phoenix um, later on. So if we could save that, if you don't mind. Okay. Yeah, okay. And actually, um, okay. I actually kind of want to swing this back to Cleveland what? a little bit because since we always talk about the Nets. I, yeah, but let me, let me make this one more point about the Nets and then we can switch over. Okay. This is what I feel like they should do with this team. Because I feel like Kyrie's not going to compromise. Um, you're not going to get any of these players to play on the bench to, pl- to play with the second unit mm-hmm. to start out as a six man. Sure. So this is what they should do. They should do what um, Boston Celtics did, what Miami did to an extent. Play these guys together for like the first few minutes of each half. Let them start together. After that, take one of them, put them on the bench, and then when you bring the second unit on, you'll you'll bring one of them on. So like let's say uh, you take James Harden out. Then bring James Harden in with the second unit. So at least, so you're gonna have James Harden playing mostly with the second unit throughout the throughout the game, but he'll start he'll start the first half, he'll start each half, and he'll finish the second half with that with that base starting lineup. I say that's how you can make the most out of that team. Um, so you you won't have Kyrie or James Harden meshing uh clashing together on the floor. And you could give scoring for that second unit that they seriously lack. They need to just do that throughout every single game. Only thing I'll say to that is good luck. <laughs> good luck trying to convince Kyrie and Harden to take like 34 minutes a game rather than 40. Good luck. I, I say you could get Harden at this stage of his career to do that. He's 31, right? Yeah, so yeah he's, he's 31. <laughs> he's 31. He's in his prime. Yeah. Yeah, Harden, yeah, but, Harden came yeah, here to drop 31. No, Harden came here to drop 31 and 11. That's what Harden came to Brooklyn for. Harden didn't come here to get 25 no, to 32 wins a game. Win. That's why he wanted to get traded. Harden he wanted to win for the past eight years, and he didn't compromise. Why all of a sudden, like, like you can't just blame uh, Kyrie for doing the same thing that Harden has done. Yeah, but, but Harden got traded for a re- He wanted to leave for a reason. He was tired of hearing that. Harden cares about his status. He was tired of hearing that notion, oh, he can't win a championship. And so he wanted to get traded for Brooklyn for a reason. Yeah, to go win. And how has that looked so far? Harden looks like he wants to go out there and get points. I, I feel he'll be open to playing 34 minutes a game. I mean, when I interviewed him in, in years past, he said, like, look, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, I don't trust interviews. <laughs> interviews don't mean anything, okay. unless, unless you're a rookie, because then you have to be honest. But but Harden has been playing so many minutes over his career. I feel like he'll be open and like, you know what? I'll take less minutes a game. Kyrie, Kyrie, honestly, throughout his career, I guess aside from this year, aside from Nets, throughout his career, he hasn't really played too many minutes a game. Probably. Like, I think, like, roughly he'll play, like, 33, 32 on average. Yeah. I'm just thinking on the top of my head. But he didn't play too many minutes in the game for the Celtics, nor he did for the Cavaliers. Yeah. I don't remember. But yeah, mm-hmm. we we can we can switch it over. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to just switch it to Cleveland real quick since we were talking about Cleveland, um, and I had it written down because I I was really curious about what you thought, and you know you. Told I am me, a fan, by the way. I was about to say you told me you were a fan before this, and uh, since this is your team, is Cleveland for real? Is this a real? Yeah. Is this a real threat in the Eastern Conference to make a playoff playoff spot? Oh, they're they're going to make a playoff spot. They're going. They're gonna. Yeah, they're going to make a playoff spot. They're going to make a playoff bank, spot. Like, no bank question. Bank it. Wow, bank so, it. I am going to bank that. <laughs> I say I say the highest possible seed they could be is a six seed. Which is where they are. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the fifth seed right now, but yeah, the highest possible seed they could be is a sixth seed. Hmm. I say they'll finish, they could finish the sixth seed. I'll say they'll try to trend more towards seven or eight, but they're going to make the playoffs this year. Hmm. Looking at the Eastern Conference right now, Atlanta Hawks has been kind of very inconsistent. Um, Cavaliers, of... look, <laughs> look uh, Cavaliers got the got Darius Garland coming back from injury. He looked nice. He's going to be in the starting lineup. I don't know if Kevin Love is on his excursions. I really don't know if he's hurt or not. I don't think he's, no, hurt. he's not hurt. I don't know if he'll play at all this season. He might be a buyout candidate. But even without Kevin Love, as long as Colin Sexton keeps playing the way he is, he's averaging over 25 a game. Uh, if he keeps playing the way he is, all the players play a role. Isaac Okoro guards the uh, best offensive player. Um, Chetty Osman um, plays as well as he's been playing. And you got Larry Nance also played well. He's been playing some of the three as well and has not looked out of place. If they could somehow trade Drummond and get Jared Allen to start, I, I like I really like this team. I think they're one of the most promising young cores of the of the future mm. in the NBA. In the NBA. Yeah, one definitely one of the most promising young cores. In the NBA. Colin Sexton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Colin Sexton, future star there. Um, Isaac Okoro, at least he could be a defensive role player. Darius Garland looks like a solid starting point guard, at least he projects to be. Larry Nance has been playing his uh, role well. Jared Allen is a beast. Mm-hmm. I like I like this team. I really like this team. Do you see this team as a sneaky playoff guy, uh, pl- a sneaky playoff team? Because there's always that one team as that outperforms that would that would make a run. No, as in the team that that gets an upset in the first round. There's no, I, I can't remember over the past 10 years of a team making a run as like a six seed, but uh, could you see this as a sneaky, you know, like if they play the Pacers, they can get in, uh, get into the second round playoffs. Well, I think they're going to make playoffs. I don't see that. Not just yet. Mm-hmm. Not yet. But I could see them making the playoffs, definitely. Okay. Okay. Just curious. I see there be, they'll be like the Orlando Magic, like of years past, like a younger team that will make the playoffs, but won't, won't get past the first round. I could see that with the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. All right, last question on, on Cleveland. Is Colin Sexton going to be an all-star this year? Or is that a little bit – or is that too far? Right now, if we were ha- were to have the all-star uh, games today, he would be an all-star based on the stats right now. Well, yeah, I'm saying but, will he be an all-star? Will he be an all-star, though? Come time. Because you're telling me to book this playoff season. So if you're telling me to book this playoff seed, you must be really confident in somebody. And the only person that I can think of to be confident in I say he should be an all star, but I will say I don't think he'll be voted to be an all star. But he'll should be you should be an all star. So you think he'll be the um trying to think the Drew Holiday of this of this uh pretty much yeah. because at the end of the day he plays for the Cavaliers, small market without LeBron James, and if even if he keeps his play up, he's not gonna be voted an all star because it's still it's still up to up to voters, mm-hmm. but I say he'll, he should he should be an all star. He's averaging twenty five, I think three assists, like twenty seven, four, rebounds. four, fifty two from oh, the field. Oh, he, well, yeah, he upped it to twenty seven. Now he upped it to twenty seven, twenty seven, so, yeah. and then forty seven percent from three. Absolutely incredible. amazing, absolutely amazing. Incredible. And these are contested shots too. They're they're not open. Yeah, they're threes. not easy. These are contested off the dribble shots. Yeah, and he's taking about five five a game. So I mean, he's having a good year. yeah. He's having a really good year. And really, when Collins, when when Darius Garland got hurt, he was really the only guy that could actually consistently create their own shot in that offense. Mm-hmm. And 
still doing that at a very efficient clip. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, this guy, I, I said this with Colin Sexton. I compared him to Lou Williams, like, during the draft. But now I say he's a bigger, stronger Lou Williams. A bigger, stronger Lou Williams is a definite all-star player. No, but I, I know. <laughs> but um, I see what you're. I see what you're doing. But no, he's Lou not. Williams is a twenty-a-game player. If he's you, a twenty-a-game guy, but they play nothing alike. They're not the same. If Lou Williams was six-three and 30, 30 more weighs thirty more pounds, he'll be Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton's only six-one. Colin's not oh, yeah, 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 Colin's not tall. Colin's like six one. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot the real the yeah, real. And he's NBA, like, like, like two hundred pounds. Him down two inches. No, his real no, he measured in at the comp. I don't want to hear that. He measured in at the combine at six one. He's six one. Um no, I'm saying, like, before they implemented the real NBA heights, he was always listed like six. Oh, that's yeah, why yeah, I always yeah. yeah, in my yeah, mind yeah. he was six three. Yeah, no, but I even know, though he's yeah. six one, like he's six one two hundred, then yeah, he's that's six, one, built. That yeah, no, he's built. Yeah, he's built. He just plays he's nothing. Like, yeah, but he's not like Lou Will, who's just drifting on the three point line twenty four seven, just looking for that. Oh, no, uh, but if Lou Williams freeze. was bigger, he would be more physical, like Colin Sexton. That's why. I'm, that's why I meant like a bigger, stronger Lou Williams. Even if he was bigger, he still wouldn't be as fast. Nowhere near. Colin, be Lou Williams. Yeah, Lou Williams would be nowhere near as fast as, as Colin. Younger Lou Williams is fast. He was not Colin Speed. Like Colin is debatably, debatably one of the top five fastest Actually, guys in the league. I did say bigger, stronger, faster Lou Williams. I said that. So he, so just not Lou Williams. Podcast, so not Lou Williams. <laughs> A bigger, okay. stronger Lou Williams, faster Lou Williams. Not Lou Williams. <laughs> what I meant is just okay. What I really meant was really a scoring guard. Yeah, this he seems like he seems he guard. plays to me like. Like Westbrook, that's what he reminds me of, at least when I watch him play. Um, I would say Westbrook because Westbrook is still more of a point guard. Colin Sex is more of an undersized two guard. He is an undersized two, but both of them just play at a million miles an hour and take bad shots. So that's the only reason why I'm just like, yeah, no. Is is it really a bad shot for Colin Sexton since he can actually, you know, what make jumpers? He can make jumpers, but trust me, he's gonna have. I think he's gonna have a crash uh, in about ten games. He always he, he always played this way since high school. He always played this way. I agree, but and yeah, and even last year, last year he crashed. <laughs> he crashed hard mid season. You don't remember that? Remember he was having like a stretch of games where he was only like where he was like ten shooting like twelve percent from three or something like that. Probably. Oh yeah, that. yeah. He did. But yeah, he has stretches of just really bad games, and that's I mean that's gonna happen. I'm not saying he can't make those shots, but you know when you're a bad shot shooter. Um, and even Kobe, to an extent, was like this. You're just going to have bad stretches unless you're, like, super elite. You know, unless you're super elite, you're just going to have bad stretches. And even Kobe had, like, you know, two two or three bad games in a row before he started, like, um, getting, you know, shit going. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's only his third, third year in the league. I think he's I think he's going to crash. I think he's still going to be a bubble all-star guy. And um, hopefully for the rest of the year, he can still make my honorable mentions list, which he did. He made my top ten honorable mentions list. So, Shot to Colin, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just see, uh, I don't really see how you can keep up 27 points a game at 46% from three for no, I don't think that's, that's why I said, yeah. like, if that be if it, if we were to have all stars today, mm. I, but if like, only. I said it could be a playoff team, it's not just because of Colin Sexton. Yeah, I said Darius Garland has been good too, he's been really good. Darius Garland just came back from injury, he's been good too. 
Isaac Koros is going to get more comfortable on the offensive end. He's been playing their defense, and he's been oh, scoring no. off transition. Yeah, transition. Larry Dance has no, been, that's, that's been scoring off transition and doing it. Let's never, let, let's never let Isaac go um, offensive ever. <laughs> let's, never, let's never let him do I'm anything. scoring offensive. off transition. I didn't say Kareem's own shots. I wasn't watching the games. I know. No, I'm, 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 I'm just saying. No, I'm saying for the listeners out there, not for you. Just, just for the listeners out there. Don't let Isaac – do anything with isolation basketball ever in his entire career, please, for the love. <laughs> it's hey, he at least as long as he's hitting open threes, which he had. So <laughs> hey, I just need to see him do that. <laughs> Has he been hitting open threes? Has he hit one against Brooklyn? One. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's still a rookie. He's still a rookie. No, I think I think he's great. I think he has a um I just like the effort. For me, that I mean, you know me. I'm an yeah. effort guy. I'm an oh, effort yeah. guy. Yeah. And um, I, I mean, in terms of the entire team, it's like Sexton and Okoro who are giving me the most effort. And that's why I like Okoro, because he's really, really, really pesky. I told you about this effort about him. Yeah. He, ha- he always had this effort. I told you about that. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and you're right. That's why I told you he has this work ethic. That's why I feel like his high ceiling could be a Jimmy Butler as a guy who didn't have like all the skills coming in. But just had the elite work ethic to become that. I mean, I can I can definitely see that because I mean, look, I mean, um, I can actually definitely see that because he he has some a little bit of passing in there. There there's something in that passing. I don't know. Oh oh yeah yeah, he's a good passer. Yeah, I don't know if he can unlock that to get to like the. Maybe he can. I mean, maybe he can become that six six a game type guy. He needs to be a more consistent dribbler, and then that pass that passing can unlock. Yeah, the the only thing that concerns me with Isaac, and this will be the last. I don't know uh, how well our Cleveland Cavaliers material is doing, but um, this will be the last thing. Um, Isaac is not the greatest off the dribble guy, obviously, but um, like if they have a decent developmental team in Cleveland, he should be fine because effort alone should be able to cruise him for the next three years before we start demanding a lot of crap from him. Um, but Okoro has been why. look at Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I mean, same guys who started out not being that good off the dribble. Yeah, and then he turned out. into, and then he turned into like this kind of all around Swiss Army knife, which could be in the in the cards for Isaac. I mean, it really could. I mean, he's he's um he's something, he's something, he's something to kind of keep your right eye um, locked on Cleveland, if, even if they start taking in the in the rankings. He's 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 interesting. I don't know what to call, what else to call him besides interesting because he's not elite and he's not great, but he's good. And he's, I don't know. I don't know what he can be. I'm fascinated yeah, by that. If he just plateaus as a role player, which I, which I don't think. Even if he does, I mean, that's fine. Plateau. I mean, there'd be that's so many teams that want him. Yeah, there's, there'd be so many yeah. teams that would want him, even if he plateaus at this. Like, if he becomes this, like, he's a defensive guy. And probably in every eight-band rotation, um, probably in the playoffs, because everybody needs a guy like him who can just come in and just be like, oh, what do you want me to do? Defend the best guy? All right, cool. Yeah, I'll do that. For the, yeah, he'll still grade out as a longtime starter, even for Cleveland. Like if he just plateaus. So look, this was a great pickup, regardless. Um, since we're on the Cleveland uh tip, where I I do want to talk about Kevin Porter. He got traded to Houston Rockets for for a protected second round pick. Why? Look, I feel like this is low risk, high reward. I feel like for, I feel Houston like, Rockets. Um, is it? 
Yeah, protect the second round pick. If he turns out to be another head case again, just cut him. And you, what you lose? True. You barely lose anything. True. So like, but if he turns out, if if he turns out to be his highest ceiling, like if he turns out to be a a future twenty a game scorer, you get that for a second round pick for a protected second round pick. This that was a great pickup by the Houston Rockets for me. Um, if you can get Boogie to set him straight to put fear in his heart, this would be a great pickup. Yeah, great leader with Boogie Cousins. Um, uh, yeah, hey, I, I like I like guys like that because he'll put fear in your heart. He'll make you he'll make you uh, not act up. Yeah, he'll make you not act up, and then yeah, he'll make you not act up, and then um, you'll just fade into irrelevancy. Because I don't remember any of Boogie's teammates to be honest with you, besides Rondo. Rondo's the only Boogie teammate that I remember. Where is he? <laughs> I mean, no fault of his own. No fault of his own. To be yeah, to be fair, no fault. but no, where is he? <laughs> you know, what I'm saying like where where are these guys? Anthony Davis. Uh, I'm not counting that. That was that was three months. That was three months of an experiment that should have lasted way longer. But you know, fuck New Orleans, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, protected second round pick. I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, it's Kevin Porter. I mean, if he's good, I mean, cool. But if he's not, I mean, I'm always going to remember him as a guy who threw a tempo tantrum over a locker. And I don't I don't want that guy on my team. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I want Kevin Porter to succeed because I want every everybody who's in the NBA to go out there and get their money. But if I'm being 100% honest, if you're throwing a temper tantrum over a locker, you know, sorry. I'm Brandon? I'm out. Well, I would never would react that way for Kevin Porter Jr. But would you feel some type of way if you come into a locker room to find out that your locker has been moved without anyone even telling you? If I was a veteran on my second contract, yes. I would feel a type of way. But if I'm a if I am a second year player who didn't do anything his rookie year, I don't did Kevin Porter even make second team all rookie? I don't know if he did. He probably if he did. did. I'll be kind of surprised because he actually played well his rookie year. Well, uh, well, I don't think he did because last year's draft was actually surprisingly good. good. I think it was. Surprising. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, let me, let me. Yeah, but I mean, he played. Even if he did or not, he played well his rookie year. He played, he played well, there. but it's like he played over his draft position. Yeah, he did. But what I'm saying is like, uh, oh, he didn't. Oh, Terrence Davis made it. Shut up. Um, I, I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't know. It, it would be one thing. All right, let me put it to you this way. Would you ever expect to hear that story from Zion? Or even Ja? I don't even think Ja would. Well, maybe Ja. Well, well for ja. one, their, their lockers would never be moved. Their lockers <laughs> wouldn't be moved. But if they were, like, do you think we would ever hear the story? Or like Tyler yeah. Hero? No, because we're speaking of hypotheticals. Their lockers would never be moved. They wouldn't would be moved. No but if they lockers, did... They wouldn't dare to move their top picks lockers. They wouldn't be they wouldn't dare to do that. And it's they not like it's, it's not like Porter's a top pick. He, he was 30th. But that's what I'm saying. They wouldn't dare to move Zion or John. Okay, Moran. what about like okay? Okay, okay, okay. How about Eric Pascal? Yeah, gotcha. No, I gotcha. <laughs> I got you, didn't I? <laughs> you never hear that story. I mean, he was performing well. He had a good year last year, and he, I think he made second yeah, team all rookie. Yeah, he was really good. So a guy who was performing, 
freshman. But you can't tell me that Eric Pascal is not a victim of getting his locker moved, especially in Golden State. He probably has gotten his locker moved once or twice. I would imagine. But they probably would have told him. Would they have told him? They probably would have told him. I, I wouldn't have told Eric Pascal. It's not, it's not, it's not about like getting. It's just about like coming to like just finding your like your belongings are just moved somewhere else. Unless something got stolen, why are you freaking out about it? You're getting paid four million dollars a year like said, to play the greatest I would, game I would of all freak time. Out like Kevin Porter, but I would just feel some type of way. I just like okay, like if that's what y'all want to be, so be it. But I won't be. I won't throw food or say uh um say this is modern day slavery. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, that's also another one. Yeah, oh, thank you for bringing that up. I completely forgot he said that this was modern day slavery. You want that guy on your team? You want that guy? A guy who gets his locker moved and says that this is modern day slavery, you want that guy on your team? At the end of the day, I'll talk about, like, look, this kid is 20. Yeah, he's young. I'll trade a, I'll trade a protected second round pick for him. If he doesn't work out, if he's still if he's still acting out being immature, I'll just cut him. Right. Simple as that. And would I lose a protected second round pick? If he turns out to if he continues to display the talent he displayed on the floor against Cleveland last year, with Cleveland last year. If, if he shows that natural scoring ability, he showed it with Cleveland last year, and he turns out good, and I I get a I get a steal of my team, and I get this with a team that's pretty much has nothing to lose because you got John Wall, you got the Marcus because this team is not primed to win, so like you get that there's pretty much nothing to lose. You could get a possible star player out of that, probably because he has star potential. Not saying he could be a star in the NBA, but he has that potential. So like you get a possible star player in the NBA. If not a star, a starter, who knows? So yeah, I'll, for protected, if it was a first round pick, no. If but protected too, a protected second round pick, why not do that? You got they got nothing else to lose. They don't. But um, I don't know if I'm if I'm Houston in that locker room that features two guys who are trying to put their NBA career back together. And it's a transition year. It is a transition, like, but what I'm trying to say is, like, if it goes bad, like, if if he is, I'm not saying he is. I don't know the kid. I don't know if he's a good guy or not. I don't know. He could be probably be the best guy in the world. He just had a bad day. Who knows? But um, and I'm not, and I'm not saying he doesn't deserve a second chance because, like you said, he's 20 years old, and he said things. He didn't. Really, nobody got injured. It wasn't really that big of a deal. Does he deserve a second chance? Probably. But if so I'm Houston specifically. Yeah. Some sauce thrown on their face, you know. Okay, that's okay. I didn't know that people got sauce thrown on their face. That's just mad disrespectful. No, I, I, I was just saying that. <laughs> yeah, but if somebody did get sauce thrown on their face, yeah, that's mad disrespectful. You need to pay a fine. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm Houston and I got two guys who are coming back from literally like devastating injuries, like career ending injuries. And I'm trying to get this fan, uh, uh, if I'm trying to get this franchise back on track, I mean, and we'll get to this later. I have Houston as a, a um, as a pass team, like a team that I'm giving them a pass this year because they just got fucked. So, I mean, if I'm Houston, I mean, it's kind of whatever. But if he creates locker room problems, don't you think having like a guy like John Wall, Boogie Cousins, and even Christian Wood, who's become more outspoken over the past couple weeks, um, granted more outspoken because he has more mics in his face because people are starting to find out that Christian Wood is actually good at basketball. But um, if that goes sideways, I mean, you're talking about like Boogie's not the type of dude to not throw hands, and it kind of seems like Kevin Porter's not the dude to not throw hands either. So hands are about to get thrown if something goes sideways. That would be my only concern. If you went to a place like Golden State or 
Memphis, Boston, one of these teams, I would be like, yeah, it's, you know, you know, it's kind of whatever you have to deal with Marcus Smart or maybe a Draymond. That's kind of whatever. But when you had like DeMarcus Cousins and John Wall, you know what I mean? Not that John Wall is like this heated guy, but you know, John Wall's had his, had his little moments uh, here and then, but you know, still a good dude. Um, I don't know. I, it, it, I would be skeptical. I have skeptical hippo eyes. Is basically what I'm trying to say. Well, Kevin Porter Jr. has been going uh, through mental issues. I think he's going through depression or like something similar to that. I know he had gun charges as well, so maybe a change of scenery might be good for him. So Probably. we don't, we, we yeah, we don't know about that specifically yet. Hmm. But um, like I said, it's like if it doesn't work out, then I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we just gotta wait and see. I mean, no one knows what's going to happen. He could be. Like you said, a giant steal, and nobody knew. And then, uh, you know, who knows? But, I mean, at the end of the day, we just got to wish him the best. I mean, that's all we can do. I want to make this example. Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson, early in his career, when he was having all those uh, issues and problems, and he was, at that time, just a role player, would you still take him? I mean, he started out with the Spurs, but when he went to other teams, other teams gave him chances. And look and look what he became. He became the star player. Steven Jackson was a legit I want to say 16 a game. Uh, during that first title team, I think he was only close to a 20 a game score during that first title team. Um, no, we start, he started out in Spurs as a role player. He started I'm out saying during the title team. During the title team when he was starting. But but they kept giving him... Yeah, but... Well, hold on. Let me, let me go back to Steven. Okay, he was 11 a game. He was 11. He was 11.8. Yeah, he was still he was still a role player. He was still a role player. Yeah, I mean, he, was, he showed he showed more than Kevin Porter did at their respective careers, but he was still a role O2? player at the end of the day. Yeah, O2 but O2. people gave, kept 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 giving them chances. Yeah, well, look, the seeds were there. <laughs> That's the whole thing. The seeds were there for Stephen Jackson. The seeds there with Kevin Porter Jr. While he didn't have as much of a sample size with as Stephen Jackson yet, like you could clearly see this guy's a legit. Well, that's player. what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm saying that I see it with Stephen Jackson. Just looking at the stats, I'm like, yeah, he could pop off. I don't know for Kevin Porter. He's only been in the league for one year. Like I said, I, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve a chance. Some team should give him a shot, but um, I don't know. And you can't tell me that you know that he's going to be good. No one knows. I mean, it might happen. No one knows. But I say that's why I said like a protected second round pick that is worth that shot just to see. And if he, and if he turns out to be, and I'm saying it is too, just not. I said it is. And if you were listening, I, I I said it. Yeah, go for it. Just not with Houston. Just not with Houston. Another team. If I would, if I no, I'm saying with Houston, I will go for it too. We got nothing to lose. Like. Yeah, yes, there could be some chaos in the locker room, but but this team is not winning. If there is chaos in the locker room, guess what? You could cut them. That's it. I mean, this team could win if they wanted to. <laughs> if they didn't, but they don't want to. So that's what I'm they saying. If, they, if if Houston just would think of this whole scenario as, oh yeah, we got two guys who can average twenty a game. Yeah, I I don't know how you feel about Houston, but I think Houston could start winning right now. Uh, that's a completely different subject, but I think they could start winning. There's no point. In, there's no point in them to win because if they Why? win, what, 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 I don't understand. What I don't happen? hang on. Pause. I don't really understand. Um, <laughs> all of a sudden, you people. Uh, uh, I don't understand it when people say you people. I mean, I mean, people who say that you shouldn't win basketball games. Um, when you when people say they shouldn't win basketball games. Why? Because they're not going to win a championship. So what's the point? So? Memphis isn't going to win a championship. Do you want them to just lose games? Memphis, on the other hand, has a young developing team that are going to get better in the future. 
Houston's a lot better than that. With Christian Wood, that's really it. Yeah, and and even if, like, let's say, so you're saying that if you're a wash team, if you're a wash, like, I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, I don't, I don't think there is a, a, a good example. Toronto, I guess. So if you're Toronto, tank is what you're saying. Even though you have they all these good players, they don't, they don't have half the depth as Toronto. They like that. At least when Toronto was good. Don't. I'm not talking about Toronto this they year. They don't have the depth. They got decent depth. Their team is not horrible. When Toronto was good, I'm not talking about. I'm Toronto. talking about now. <laughs> I'm not. Ta- I'm talking about Toronto now. So Toronto should well, just tank, well, well, or Houston should just tank. Houston's got good players. They have really good players. Well, I and, Toronto, and you, they might trade Kyle Lowry. Well, listen, on, I, I, if they if they do bad. I don't know how many times I have to make the point when it comes. If you tank, if, if an organization tanks, teams don't win. Name an example of tanking that has genuinely succeeded with a title. It doesn't work. Tanking doesn't work. Minnesota is probably the most primary. I talk about Minnesota 24-7. But Minnesota. Philadelphia 76ers. Philly's not winning a title. I will say that now. Philly's not beating Brooklyn or Boston. But. Uh, it's not about winning a title. It's it about is. contending. <laughs> no, it it's is. About okay, so it's about contending now. So why is it? Why should you contend? One of the worst teams. Worst teams. I mean, but if 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 Rockets do become a playoff team, doesn't mean they're going to contend. They're not contending because they have no chance. So Philadelphia getting a low pick, getting a low pick, doesn't mean that you're going to get a good player, though. That's what I. That's that's. The, the point of the draft is so that you can get better. That's the whole point of the draft is so you can get a guy who can help your chances of winning. Just because you tank doesn't mean – yes. How many people are going to be able to get a chance at a Zion Williamson or a job? Two teams a year are going to get a chance of getting those two guys, guys, superstars who have as guaranteed of a guaranteed stamp of working out in the NBA, right? As, as guaranteed. Even if you hit on that player. Minnesota has hit on that player three times, and they have never capitalized. Never. Well, never. I Three guess. times. Generational talent, big men. Carl Anthony Towns, Kevin Love, Kevin Garnett. Didn't win. Didn't even go to the finals. <laughs> so if you're Houston, another team who has not gone to the finals since that big men just don't uh translate to wins as much as they do though. They do during I that think. during that same time. Duncan won five titles during that same time. Not, not, not in today's NBA. Not in t- I'm not talking about Dirk won a title. Today's NBA. Dirk won a title during today's NBA, quote unquote. But Dirk, Dirk plays like a guard. I'm talking Dirk about does like not play like a guard. <laughs> Dirk doesn't play like a guard. Dirk is a big guy. Offensively. offensively. No. Uh, well, offensively. Off- that doesn't no. No. You're, Dirk's not taking people off the dribble. I mean, no, 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 you know, no. People off the dribble that turn around fadeaway. Yeah, from mid. Isn't he putting the ball on the floor and then turning around and and from mid, not from three like guards are doing now. And even with Dirk won a championship, that NBA is still different than the NBA today. That NBA, NBA was nine years ago. By Steph Curry. That NBA was nine years nine, ago. Nine years ago was a long and also, Dallas led the league in three point percentage that year. They were ahead of their time. Yes, they were. There were certain teams. They're still not anywhere close to what you saw with the Warriors in their, in their run. Nine years ago is a long time in today's NBA. Not really. <laughs> no, because nine years, years ago, LeBron James was the best player in the NBA. NBA what has changed? What has changed? Nine years ago, 
Jaleel Okafor will be a legit NBA player nine years ago. No. Nine years ago, Andre Drummond will be valuable. Yes, nine years I agree. Ago. He traded yeah, but the best players in the league were still LeBron James and Kevin Durant. Nine years ago, Earl Monroe was a legit player. Greg Monroe Earl was not no, no. Eric Monroe, yeah. Greg Monroe was not a legit player at this time, no. Yeah, Greg Monroe. Why say Earl Monroe? Yeah, Greg, Monroe. No, Greg Monroe was not. Yeah, I, I'm even forgetting his first name. I'm, yeah, I'm you're forgetting his first name. <laughs> I'm saying big men are still – Anthony Davis is going to be valuable regardless. Um, Dirks, Loves, KGs are going to be insanely valuable. Every single team are going to want those guys. Every single team. It doesn't matter. KG, KG was also an athletic freak of nature. He – He's he's the anomaly. He'll tra- he'll be valuable. Okay, so cat cat's not valuable. It, it, no, KG is basically what Anthony Davis is coming out to draft. Like athletic, he can transcend. So there, no, these guys are valuable, but they're not going to be valuable as your, your main focal point. Anthony Davis of your is. Team. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis is more versatile than. Okay, let, okay. We, we need to do this. We need to set some ground rules. You can't keep changing the argument <laughs> like midway through. You said big men. No, you're saying big men aren't valuable. That is what you said. You said big men aren't valuable. I named seven big men. Aren't as valuable. They are though. I just gave you Anthony Davis, and you said Anthony Davis doesn't count. Yeah, I can't. I can't give you a big guy, and then you say they don't count. You know what I mean? Okay, I, I should, <laughs> I'm just saying. I should, I should, yes, what you're talking about are low post big men who can't shoot outside of 15. Yeah, those guys aren't valuable anymore. I, I'm with you. Like that, Tyree Cohen is never going to be valuable. I didn't say that just game. that because Carlin D. Towns shoots outside of 15 feet clearly, but okay, bam. If he's, if he's your main focal point of your offense, is not going to not okay. It's not going to transcend the winning game. And be then. Embiid too. That's Embiid, why he had, Embiid he had taken, the whole team around. Embiid though, Embiid has taken less threes this year, and he's been doing. He's well. also hitting. He's also be hitting them at forty percent. But I'm saying like Embiid too. But if they're your main focal point, they have other players around them that made them win. Yeah, he's shooting forty percent from three. But what I'm saying is no. And and let's be honest here. You said that you just said Philly can win a title, right? You just said that. Yes. <laughs> Joel Embiid is as. Old school of a center as today's NBA gets. He's taking three threes a game. Shooting four. No, he's taking three. What has been the biggest thing about Joel Embiid for, for the past, um, how long has it been since he's been drafted? Let's see. 2014. So since 2014, the biggest thing of Joel Embiid's game that we've been saying is that he needs yes, to stop shooting as many threes. He needs to stop shooting as many threes. He's been hitting that well. But that's, what that well. but that's what he's been doing this season. The season he he's taking he's taking a career low in threes three a game he's shooting forty percent career high, and he's in the post all the time. He's also shooting eighty three percent from three. But there's also from very the few players that be like Joel Embiid. Oh, um, I understand what you're saying, but you can't keep saying that. I can't keep giving you these big men, and then you saying like, "Oh, they're not the same." Blah blah blah. I'm, you're saying big men aren't as valuable. I'm giving you big men. They are. They are. Joel Embiid yes. is going to be the MVP this year, and he could win a title. If he wins a title, your entire your entire argument is invalid. If he wins, he'll be a thirty a game scorer easily. Who easily in the nineties? Who Third, Joel Embiid? Joel Embiid is going to is almost averaging thirty right now. He's at twenty. Yeah, but easily, like not not just this year, like years past too. Two years ago, I'm he averaged twenty seven a game. Joel Embiid. <laughs> Joel. No, I'm saying Joel Embiid is like. As good in the paint as you can possibly get for a big man right now. He's Which as good scoring in the 
to the point where he's so efficient where it's not is not a detriment to the team as the average NBA big man is because he's so dominant around the rim. Okay, you say the average NBA big man. You say the average NBA big man. Yeah, okay, so he's not the average. He's not the average NBA big man. He's he's the best scoring inside the ring. Yes, that is what we've been talking about, though. Yes, you're. Yes, that's what we've been talking about. Many, that's what we're talking about. Is that you guys are like Nolan Bean in the draft? Why are you making my point for me and pretending like it's yours? <laughs> yeah, because this whole argument got this whole argument got started with Houston and how there's not that many big guys in the draft who are as good. You you only get a chance. <laughs> You only get a chance of getting a Joel Embiid and getting a top three pick. And for the rest of the players, that doesn't happen. You don't get that guy, which is why Houston shouldn't tank. That's this whole that's the whole argument of this conversation. Is that you're, if you're Houston, you're not going to get a Joel Embiid probably. More than likely, you're not going to get Joel Embiid. So I don't even understand what the argument is now. <laughs> that's where the argument started. The, the argument started, don't tank. And then we got into the My Joel Embiid and the Anthony Davis. Well. No, I didn't make this point yet. Wings are more valuable than anything in the NBA. I agree with Wings you. are more valuable. I agree Wings with you. are the most valuable position. If you, can you, want, to know more valuable? Wing, you want to know what's more valuable? You want to know what's more valuable? Well, you want to know what's more valuable? An elite big man. If you can get an elite big man, I guarantee you, I guarantee you that if there was a trade that was supposed to happen, Anthony Davis versus Luka, and this is a high, pure, purely hypothetical, purely hypothetical. If you had to trade one of those guys, this is purely hypothetical. If you had to trade one of those guys 10 out of 10 times, Luka gets traded. 10 out of 10. And Luka has a chance Dallas, of being a top Dallas, 10 guy all time. Dallas will not accept that. I, I agree with you. I'm saying if you had to trade one of those guys, if you had both of those guys on your team, both of those guys, Anthony Davis and Luka, Luka who has a potential of being a top 10 guy and Anthony Davis is the best big man in the league, who would you trade? Honestly. Honestly. 10 out of 10 times you trade Luka. Well, you're, you're, okay, so you're asking me who would I trade first? Yes, if you had them both on your team. If you're the Lakers and you have Anthony Davis and Luka and you have to trade one, you would trade Luka. Everybody would trade Luka. Yeah. Everybody would. But that's who I'm getting back. Okay, let's do this then. Uh, since, since, that, since that was easy. Since that was easy. Would you trade Kevin Durant or Anthony Davis? Since that is easy. Anthony Davis. Why? You can get, I can find somebody who can who can give me relatively close production to Kevin Durant. Relatively really? close. Kawhi, LeBron, Harden, all of these guys. There's a bunch of wing players who can get me 25 a game. I'm not and I'm not discrediting. You know how much I love Kevin Durant. If we're how talking about Kevin I Durant, found, I, hang on, pause for a quick. And we're talking about what he adds to the defensive end pause. too. No. Yeah, who can provide you Anthony Davis's offensive and defensive skill set? Nobody in the league. Who can provide you Kevin Durant's offensive and defensive skill set? Nobody. Either. Anthony Davis. Not the offensive, but the defensive. Yeah, ten times over. Ten times over. Do you really think that that Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant are close defensively? In okay, I mean Golden State's. Kevin Durant, that was the best Kevin Durant yes. of his career so far. I agree. And he anchored the paint. He and did. he also played perimeter defense as well. He did. And he was doing this as the main guy anchoring the paint. Yes. Anthony Davis is better is better when there's a main defensive anchor, when there's a center next to him and he's playing the help guy. No, that's not true. No, that's not main true. Guy. That's not true. That's not true at all. Last year is a prime example of that. Last year's a prime example of that. He was the main defensive guy because every single game, 
um, they couldn't play JaVale or Dwight in the last few minutes of the game. Then he became the primary, the primary paint defender. And he's one of the best paint defenders in the league. Now, if you want to argue Kevin Durant is better on ball. Because when he was defending Jimmy Butler, he wasn't. But Anthony Davis is way better at the five than he is at the four. Everybody knows that. Even you know that. You know Anthony Davis is better at the five than he is at the four. Yeah. And offense. Yeah. No, period. Period. Actually, he's way better defensively at the five than he is at the four. Because then he doesn't have to switch as much, even though he's really good at switching. He's very good on 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 the as a perimeter but, defender. But look, I agree. Look, Anthony Davis is a better defensive player than Kevin Durant, but I still will not trade Kevin Durant. I'm not saying he's better because I don't agree. Because look, I have Kevin Durant too, but is it harder to find? Is it harder to find a guy who can replace Kevin Durant's production or Anthony Davis's production? The answer is Anthony Davis. It's clearly Anthony Davis. I can't get the blocks. I can't get the rebounds, the points, the assists. Like he's the it's best one player. In the league. If you need one star player on your team to help to help build around, it's easier to build around a guy like Ke- like Kevin Durant than this, than a guy like Anthony Davis. And this is, is my point: why big men are harder because someone has to give the ball to them. It's not like these guys naturally bring the ball up the floor. Someone has to give the ball to them. Nobody, no, nobody, nobody has to give the ball to AD. Nobody has to give the ball to AD. AD brings the ball up all the time, all the time. But he's he, he Giannis is another prime example. But I didn't bring up Giannis because I knew you wouldn't accept him as a big man. But Giannis is another example. <laughs> I know you won't accept him as a big man, even though he plays. He's, wing. he's more of a wing he than he clearly any. plays the four. He clearly plays the four. Four and four to me, four today's NBA is a wing. You can okay. you can have a wing or a big. Right, let's just and he's off. a wing. He 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 transitions as a wing to me. Yeah, let's just move off. Let's just move off. All right. Oh no. Yeah. No. Right. No, no, we, we can keep talking. We can keep talking. I mean we could, but I mean we wasted a solid twenty minutes on that argument, which I feel like we're we're not gonna get we're not gonna get anywhere because I'm not gonna fold and I know you, you're not gonna fold either. So let's just let's just push on. Push on. All right. So I wanted to get to this new segment called Pass Pass, which is basically every week if I see something, if I see something where I'm like, this is out of this person, organization, somebody's control, I'm going to give them a pass for the year, okay? Because at this point, there's a few players slash organizations that I want to give a pass to because of things out of their control. And um, I feel like this is kind of interesting. But I'm giving Carl Anthony Towns a pass this year. He's had a rough year, and you brought this up to me last week, and I was, yeah, I, I brought this up to you last week, and I was just like, "Is Carl Anthony Towns crashing?" You're like, "Nah, he's had a really rough year." I didn't realize how bad his year was until I did some research. 2020 was a bitch to a lot of people. 2020 was a fucking animal to Carl Anthony Towns, to put it lightly. I mean, the man lost his mom. Man has gone through, uh, excuse me, man has gone through like probably. Um, and he's also working for one of the worst organizations too. I forgot to bring that up. So, um, but Carl Anthony Towns, all the crap that he's been through over the past few years and, um, you know, all the media scrutiny and all this stuff and the fact that he's playing for Minnesota this year, who's just awful. Uh, you know, how many times have I brought up that Carl Anthony Towns is not as good as everybody thinks? I think that's like a weekly segment on the show, I think. Um, but I don't think that I can criticize Carl Anthony Towns anymore this year just because of... Um, how bad it is. Um, but I will say this. If this rumor that he's getting traded to Atlanta. Huh? Wait, that's a rumor? Yeah, there's a rumor that he's um, that the Hawks are trying to uh, make a package around Cat. 
Yeah, that's a rumor. I so. wonder who could they possibly trade that's not named Trey Young for that. Um, I mean, I mean, obviously Collins is in that trade, <laughs> clearly. Um, oh uh, yeah, I'm still not accept- not accepting that. Um, no, I'm saying Collins. I yeah, who, whoever else. Like no, I'm, I'm saying uh, Collins. Is, I mean, Collins is a is a solid piece, but um, if you get Collins, probably have to throw Hunter in there. Um, Gallinari to make Probably. the signings work. Probably. Probably. I mean, yeah, you're going to have to throw Hunter. So Hunter Collins and Gallo and like two or three first rounders, yeah. I think that gets it done. I mean, that would get the harder trade done, probably. Um, I think that would get it done. I wouldn't do that if I was Atlanta. I'm not going to put two or three first rounders. And look, if their problem was defense, then getting Carly and Towns is obviously not going to solve that. No, I agree. Um, well, at this point, they're just trying to do what everybody else is doing and just put names together and um, see if it'll work. But um, I'll tell you this. If he does go to Atlanta, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off. But as long as he's playing in Minnesota, in his environment, I got to I gotta give him a pass for the year. What do you, what do you think? I, I, I think he's just had a, a really rough time. And if I was him, I don't know if I could focus on basketball as much as, as, much as he has. I know he hasn't played um, – in the past, like three games, I think. Um, but I'm, I'm yeah. Him a pass. I give him a pass too. Um, yeah, I, I really feel sorry for Carl Anthony Towns, and yeah, mm-hmm. I just feel like yeah, he's been going through a lot of things, and I just hope he gets it together. If if I'm Ryan Saunders, I'm just I'm gonna be like, look, hey, look, if you even if he's back from COVID, if he's negative now, mm-hmm. if you need a break, take as long as you can. Because yeah. I'm more concerned just about his personal well-being more than anything. Like, just even, like, reading the interviews that he's had, like, I'm just, yeah, I'm just, uh... Yeah, it's sad. Very concerned about him. Yeah, it's sad. Uh, yeah, I hope, I hope, uh, I really do hope your year gets better. And I hope that, um, not only your year, but just in, in general life and all that, all that stuff, that everything, you know, becomes a, a little bit easier for Carl. Because, um, uh, yeah, shitty year. Shitty year. Sorry to bring the whole mood down, but yeah, I had, I had, I had to give uh, I had to give Carl a pass, and I also had to you know you know do a little bit of shout out to Carl. I mean, for all the shit that I get. I mean, we've been talking about Carl a lot. I think we do need to say that mm-hmm. because we have been giving him some criticism. You know, I've been giving him a lot of shit. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I've been giving him a lot of shit. Just and the only reason I want to be clear, the only reason why I give Carl I think Towns shit is because he he's just so fucking good. He's he's really good. Like he was really good, and it drives me nuts. When he doesn't play defense, because it's all I saw in him at Kentucky. And that's why I fell in love with him at Kentucky. It was the, the whole two-way potential. But obviously it didn't happen. I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, I hope he has a better year. Another person who gets a pass. Can you take a guess who I'm going to give a pass to? This is this is a random one. But who do you think I'm going to give a pass to right now? And it's not sad. Um, I should throw that out there. The pass for criticizing LaMelo Ball? Uh, no, LaMelo Ball was not going to pass in this, in this podcast. How dare you? Um, How dare you? Uh, Kawhi? I thought about it, but no. Who is it? I'm giving Christian Wood a pass. Is that weird? Why? Is that weird? How are you going to give him a pass? He's me, playing well. Like, he's playing very well. And it's not It's not about how good he is as a player. Um, Because he's really good. But um, just from what I've been seeing with Houston, and this actually kind of ties into, I'm probably just going to get the whole Houston. Yeah, fuck it. Actually, matter of fact, I'm giving the whole Houston Rockets pass. Um, 
Christian Wood is playing phenomenal. He's playing great. And um, if I'm being honest with you, he should get some all-star consideration in the West. I know that's kind of aggressive. Oh. He should get some. Uh, I mean, it's going to be. No, you're saying some as in, like, of course he should get all-star consideration. Well, the only reason why I say some. should get consideration. Well, the only reason why I say some consideration to actually make the team is I don't think he's going to make the team. I don't think that there's any way. Of course not. Yeah, there's it's no a popularity way. contest. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, you got Anthony Davis, LeBron, you know, Kawhi, Paul George, Luca, all those guys at, at the forward position. So it's going to be tough for him. But um, yeah, he, he's just having a really good year. And I think that this whole Houston series, I think Christian Wood was in a prime fucking position to have one of those. You know how there's always one uh, NBA player that just kind of has a breakout year in terms of stardom and gets all of this attention out of nowhere and all this stuff. I thought Christian yeah. Wood was going to be that guy. After the oh, first, that too. Yeah, after the first game. Yeah, I'm talking about after the first game. You remember the first game he played in Houston? We were just like, okay, he is incredible. <laughs> like we all had a we all thought he was gonna be great, but it was like confirmed. Yeah, this guy's awesome. Uh, yeah, this just should have been the Christian Wood year, not the James Harden is leaving and all the debacle year, in my opinion. This should have been I don't know if it, Go ahead. I don't know if it was you that hates the per thirty six minute stats, but I do hate the I said this about Christian Wood. That like those per thirty six minutes stats are very good. So if he were to go to a team that would have him play those minutes, or at least he played like starting minutes after um Drummond got traded for the Detroit. But yeah, if he was was to go play on a team that would give him starter minutes, like those stats are gonna be amazing. And I said that, and look what happened. This is why you trust per thirty six minutes. But. <laughs> Because they translate. They do translate. This is how you can tell how a play would be if they were, they were a starter. Um, uh, I don't know where to go. <laughs> I've never heard somebody say that per 36 um, is... Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, this, look, this is how I graded... When Eric Bledsoe got traded from the Clippers when he was young... This is how I said Eric Bledsoe is going to be a very good starting point guard in the NBA. And I based it off his per 36 minutes stats. We got traded, I think it was to the Suns when he was young. Yeah. And I based it off those per 36 minutes stats. Like every time he comes in, he plays very well. And if you look, if you compare those stats to the starters minutes, it will be like 17 a game or something or like eight assists. Something, it was something like that. And, and look at Eric Bledsoe became a legit starting point guard. Um, um, and then you gotta see how they do it when they're a starter. When they're a starter and they play well, they're like, okay, that translates as well. Yeah, and Christian Wood is playing good as a starter. Um, yeah, I agree with you, but I all right. Here's a prime example of why why I don't agree with the per thirty six. Um, I'm really trying to look this up of a guy. I know that there is a guy who had an incredible per thirty six stat line. He was just never. Um, I think it was Nicholas Batum. I'm actually looking this up. Nicholas Bethune was a solid player in his day. He's a Portland yeah, Trailblazers. He's, yeah, he's fine, but I'm pretty sure his per 36s were like incredible. Uh, oh, well. Um, I mean, but I, don't, his, I don't, don't think that the per 36. looking at his stats, yeah. and it definitely, it's definitely not him. Oh, it definitely wasn't. Some of these per 36s were, were incredible. Um, I don't know. Per, per 36 is, it's fine. Um, it's fine for sometimes, but I, I just don't think it's a, a really solid base, especially for um, especially for rookies. Rookies, it's very, very. Um, it can be very. Uh, what do you call it? Um, not accurate. 
is is the only way that I that I can describe per thirty six. Per thirty six, especially for rookies, who are only going to get like ten minutes a game. If they get ten minutes a game, they put up eight points. I mean, they're going to be oh, a no, twenty four point game. You have like thirty six minutes. I I do it like they play like twenty minutes a game. No, that's cool. Like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't do that. Like Bledsoe's playing like twenty minutes. Christian Woods averages like twenty minutes a game. I don't do like ten minutes a game. Of course not. Yeah, of course you can, you can score in spurts, but you got to play for an extended time. Yeah, that's the only reason. Um, but when it comes to Christian Wood, and here, and here's the other reason why I'm giving him a pass. You know me, I am a big believer in however well your team does. It usually falls on how good you are as the best player on the team. That's how I personally feel, and. Uh, it's clear that Houston is going in a tanking direction, even though I, I still think they can compete. Um, I always think you should push for a playoff spot, and it, it's clear that Houston's not doing that this year. And um, mostly has to do with Harden. Harden threw a wrench in their plans, and yeah, now I just I, I have to give a pass to, to, to the Houston Rockets, and especially Christian Wood, because I this should be the Christian Wood year where he should be talked about on ESPN 24-7, and, and he's just not going to. So I'm giving him a pass. Personally, that's how I feel. Okay, is that fair? Uh, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, just that's, yeah, that's because look, if if Christian Wood ended the year twenty three and five, ten, and they finished with the eighth seed, I mean, shoot, he'd be in my he he could be looking at um, inching towards that top ten because he's really good. I I really like Christian Wood. I think he's incredible. I'm not I think he's great. Oh yeah, I was I was high on him um since last year. Just just watching watching him last year, I was high on him. Yeah. Um, should we do our rankings since we're starting to run out of time? Can't can't. Get oh, set. so my rankings. Oh yeah, so let's do my rankings now. All right. I changed mine so, from last week, by the way. So I'm, I'm I'm gonna weigh in on your stuff, how I feel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you want me to start from the top or you want me to start from the bottom? You know what? Let's do the top since I'm pretty sure we all know LeBron's number one, right? So let's just start. The top. Pretty much. Yeah, so yeah LeBron's number one. Yeah. Shocker. Yeah, I know. But How LeBron's still the best player in the NBA. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what else is there to say? I said the same thing last week. Look, number one's LeBron. Nothing to say. Second greatest player of all time. Kevin Durant's probably even harder <laughs> to explain because it's like, yeah, these guys are awesome. Everybody who's in the top five is, is incredible. There's nothing really to say. Yeah, They're great. Yep. Yeah. And like I did say earlier, Kevin Durant is number two on my list. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Durant, I'm just still, I still cannot believe it. It's incredible. How are you coming back from like arguably the most serious injury in sports and come and barely even missing a beat? Not even missing a beat. He I, looks I, the same. He looks. Exa- he looks. Insane. You can argue he's probably even better. Uh, <laughs> that is crazy. Oh, shoot, shooting wise, at least shooting I, wise, I think yeah, he's better. offensively, yeah, offensively, yeah. I would say he's better. I would it, agree. It's absolutely crazy. Like, look at these averages: thirty-one point two points per game. Can you confirm that's his career high? By the way, assists. Uh, no, no, because in two thousand three, two thousand fourteen, he averaged thirty-two a game for OKC. So it's not his career high, but. Um, if he was to play as many minutes, it would have been his career high. If he was to play as many minutes, um, so he's shooting fifty four percent from the field, forty eight from three. So hey, I know what he used to doing the rehab. He's just been shooting nothing but buckets every single yeah. day, twenty four seven. He's shooting forty eight percent from three. Unbelievable, dude! I didn't know that. That's, that's insane. Easy. 
I mean, this is why he calls himself Easy Money Sniper. Easy Money, sniper. Easy money for real. Yep, yep. Like it's 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 too. I cannot believe he was this good. I'm so happy because I was so devastated when he got that Achilles injury. Yeah, I was. I was like, yeah, I hate seeing very talented players get serious injuries like this and mess up their career. But no, Kevin Durant has the work ethic. Yeah. Kevin Durant has the drive, and there must be some advancements in medical technology for him to just be so good. Yeah, no, it's aliens, probably. That'd be my guess. It's alien technology. It's alien technology. Oh, I'm about to say, was it uh the PEDs or the steroids that you were talking <laughs> yeah, about? Really? T- <laughs> it's just all PEDs and TRT. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who's number three? Give it to me. Number three is the guy who is a former teammate of Kevin Durant and a rival of LeBron James. I mean, you already know that. You answer. have Steph at three, really. Yes, I, I'm a step believer. I didn't think I, I didn't think you were gonna put him at three. Um, we're we're. I think this might be the first time where we agree on everything. We're three for three right now. Yeah, uh, look, like I told you, Steph. It's the disservice to call Steph Curry one of the best shooters of all time. He is one of the best players of all time, and he's showing it with this Warriors team. Yeah, um, it's just him really. I, I guess with the help of Andrew Wiggins too, he's been doing some good offensively. But and and. and, and yeah, and James Wiseman, even though James Wiseman does have his rookie lapses, yeah. but he's really been mostly the sole provider of that off, like for the offense for the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> mostly, or has been, <laughs> he has been. Yeah, he is. I, I'm trying to give the other players some credit. They too, don't deserve yeah. it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <They don't. laughs> but, but yeah, and this team is still trending along. Play up the playoff line. Draymond Green did help with that too when he came back from his injury. I still yeah. say that in air quotes for his injury. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's the third best player in the NBA. Yeah. Things he does on the floor. We've been watching this for how many years now? Like what, twelve years roughly? How long he's been in the NBA? 12, and yeah. I'm still get shocked. Like the things he can do is unbelievable. You can't guard it. The fact that he's so dangerous from the three point line mm-hmm. that. If he doesn't have the ball, he's still a threat that the defense is still shading on him that makes other players open from three, that other players just benefit just because he's on the floor. Even if he doesn't have the ball in his hands, I think that should be a skill as well. So that's why he's number three on my list. Yeah, he should be a hey, – some um, people – I just want to say this real quick. He should be a bucket list for people to go see live because – I can only imagine what it's like. I'm mad. I can't see. I've never seen a live. Imagine fans in the stadium, dude. It'd be going. I feel like Golden State would probably have an extra two wins. He he is like NBA's version of Michael Jackson, pretty much. Because every time he comes to your like your like home floor to your like play against your home team, the ticket prices shoot up like three times the average price. That's why I've never seen him live because the cheapest ticket for like a Hawks game when he's there will be like $92 for bleacher seats. Dang. Cheapest ticket for a Hawks game on a normal game will be like $8. I was about to say, it's probably like three bucks. <laughs> the hot dogs oh, are now, uh, oh, now, now it probably would be, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. How, like what Steph Curry can do yeah, that's why he's number three on my list. Yeah, he's awesome. Number four is a teammate of LeBron James, of course, Anthony Davis. We still agree. You might see this as a uh, – oh, yeah. you might. I thought you might see this as far as I have him over Giannis. Mm-hmm. But everything that you didn't mention in your argument for my thesis <laughs> is what I agree Anthony Davis can do. And that's why I have him number four. Okay. He might be the most perfect teammate for LeBron James 
I, at first, I did think about Dwayne Wade, but just for LeBron's game, LeBron, uh, Anthony Davis might be the best teammate for LeBron. I wrote this like, down because I wanted to get into a huge conversation about this. We'll talk about this next week. I think Anthony Davis is the greatest teammate ever. Better than Pippen. Like, for, we'll like anyone? For anyone. You know what's funny? Uh, thinking basketball, what we talked about earlier, this YouTube page, they said, they said that. They said that he's the greatest teammate for he's the greatest teammate to a star ever. Yeah, because I mean, because like, his game just compliments so well for anyone. Yeah, the fact that like he's looking, I like I don't like saying this, but he's like kind of on the same level as LeBron, like on certain nights, and um, the fact that like he's on the same level as LeBron, but they can both still eat and dominate, like that. That to me is just uh, uh, is very telling, and he's still coasting. <laughs> Hey, I made the bold prediction that when once the Lakers traded for uh, Andy Davis, that Andy Davis would be the best would be the best player on that team. Mm. You know, I was wrong so far, but hey, like hey, I'm, I not, mean, yeah, shoot, I'm I mean, not surprised. He's I'm not game. gonna lie; I probably would have said the same thing if uh, you know yeah. if LeBron wasn't you know a, an alien slash uh, Terminator. Really, I mean, honestly, Andy Davis always been a top five player. Mm-hmm. It's just because he's been playing on on that New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah. Why? Yeah, why we never really recognized him. Yeah. Well, at least not we, but like the general media. Me. Um, so, <laughs> well, I I always have him as a top five player. Yeah, so, uh, right. number five, I think our top five is the same. Number five is Giannis. You have five. It's Giannis not, five. Wow, no, I did not. I did not have my five. Okay, well, I have him in my top well, ten, unlike I did uh, last year. I think I think last week I had him at like nine, but he's in my top ten. Nope. Number six will be your surprise, but number five I have Giannis. Fair. So why I have Giannis five and not higher is because, like, look, he's a great player, puts up great stats. His MVPs were deserved, even though I still feel like it should have been LeBron last year. But his MVPs <laughs> were deserved. Um, the thing with Giannis is that until he can learn to shoot consistently or at least create off the dribble, like shoot off the dribble. Yeah. He's not going to be higher on this list because the while the regular season looks good, the team looks good in the regular season and the playoffs, this team changes because since his inability to shoot, it hurts the team overall. So the fact that the Milwaukee Bucks won a game when he was hurt because the heat did not know how to defend the Bucks anymore because they were a lot more unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Giannis makes that offense too predictable. And going one for 10 on free throws, missing nine straight, that yeah, is yeah. a problem. It's unacceptable. So, so you you have a glaring weakness. The, other, the, the, the four guys ahead of him don't have glaring weaknesses. He has a glaring weakness, and because of that, he's number five. That's fair. Um, I actually would make the exact same argument, but I would put him lower because of that glaring um, offensive mishap. Yeah, but at the same time, he's number five because he's just still so extremely dominant. Yeah, that's fair. So that's why he's number five for me. That's fair. Number six is going to be what I feel like you're going to argue to. Mm-hmm. Can you guess before I say it? Uh, is it Jokic? Nah, I do have Jokic's list, but not number six. You don't have him at six? Embiid at six? Nope, it's not. Nope, Jokic is my first center. If it's Paul George, we're going to have some words. <laughs> Paul George, we're gonna have some words. Man. Well, we're gonna have some words. It's gonna. We're you gonna have, have Paul George six. Are you kidding me? Because <laughs> I'm basing it off current season form, and right now, even I'm off current always, season form. Yes, I'm. I'm, okay, I'm basing uh, it off. I want to hear. I base this. everything off. I want to hear this. What, I, will, what, I will not speak for the for the next two minutes. Give me your argument for this because I need to hear it. Give me your argument. Go ahead. 
Paul George has been amazing yes. this season. Yes. He has been absolutely amazing. He's been the best player on the Clippers to me, and I've said this. Yes. Like he he cannot miss. He's been creating his own shot seamlessly. He's been practically unguardable. Yes, he had some lapses like that Shaqed in a full play where he passed it to an invisible man on the corner. But you can also argue Luke Kadard was supposed to be on that corner on that three. Uh, and he was supposed to, like, keep moving the ball without even looking because, you know, your teammates are supposed to keep, keep moving the ball fast. But aside from that, he's been absolutely amazing, uh-huh. unguardable. And he said he needed his personal trainer. He'll be back to his MVP form. And guess what? He's back to his MVP caliber form. Caliber. He's back to his MVP caliber for him. Keyword. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean, that's what I meant. That's what he should have said. Yeah. He, but, yeah, he's shooting 50% from three, yeah. JC. 50% from three. 50-50-90. Exactly. Why shouldn't he be number six? Tell me. Do you... I was almost considering putting him higher, but I was going to put him over Giannis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're going to put him over Giannis? I wasn't. I said I wasn't going to put him over Giannis. Oh, I was, I was always going to put him going higher, but I wasn't putting him over Giannis. Okay. Here's I was like, I know Paul George is on this list. It's just like, where where is he for me? At Paul George's ninth on my list to be to be absolutely clear. Um, I actually took Kawhi off my list to put Paul George on in in this list. Um, he's been really okay. good. He's been really like really good is kind of an understatement of how exceptional he's been. Um. But he's falling off slowly. But I wanted to give him his respect as a, as a, as a, a top ten guy because right now he's a top ten guy. I should have put him in last week. Um, but to me, Kawhi's defensive game has kind of come back this year. Um, that's why I kept putting Kawhi over him, even though Paul George was absolutely going off. But Paul George is just not the. He's just not defending guys like he should. And I know defense is overrated because. Uh, <laughs> Ironically, there is a person who, uh, there is somebody who listens to this pod who texts me constantly. He's like, defense is overrated. Defense isn't overrated. And Paul George just, offensively, is he on that, on the same MVP level? Uh, yeah, he's actually far surpassed his MVP level right now. And he's kind of more of just a catch and shoot guy right now, which is kind of hilarious. Um, but, you know, to, for me to put him in, where'd you have him? Sixth? Sixth? Yep. Over. Embiid and Jokic, um, yeah, that's a no go for me. <laughs> that's a that's a big. That's also that's a because big of my philosophy that I value wings over bigs. So, yeah, which is yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get into that argument. <laughs> we'll get into that argument another time. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, six a little high for me. But um, I see what you're saying. I will I will say this. I I don't agree with it, but I respect your opinion. I respect it. Okay. Yeah. As long as you respect it, you know. Strongly disagree, though. I want that to be absolutely it's 50, 90. Not 50, 40, 90, 50, 50, 90. Where, have, have you ever heard of that? No, 50, I, haven't. 50. I, I have not. Especially through 15 games. Um, yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's yeah, pretty. Why why shouldn't he be six? Why shouldn't he be six? Well, he was averaging 34 or five games ago. And now he's at 24. And now he's not the leading Me? scorer on his team anymore. Look. And he's not. It's a it's a it's a crap, sh- but he's still efficient. It's a crap shoot. He's not the best I defensive. You, like, he's, real, real. He's, he's not the best defensive player on this team. And if Kawhi is well, averaging well, more points, of, well, speaking of Kawhi, he's number seven for me. Speaking <laughs> of Kawhi, he's number seven. <laughs> I haven't heard of Beat or Jokic yet. What is going on? What is happening? Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So, like you speaking defensively, Kawhi still elite. Mm-hmm. Kawhi's averaging twenty five a game. 
and Kawhi is Kawhi, but I still feel like George is the best player on the team, so I had to put George over Kawhi. But even over yeah, the I, I, say it again. Even two way, because I mean, Kawhi's averaging more points and he's better defensively. Yeah, even two way. Like when you look at the games, it just still seems like this is George is the player right now. George is more efficient. Yeah, more look, efficient. NBA, he's only 15, he's only averaging hit. He's only averaging one more point. Only one more point. Hey, one I, more point. I still got, yeah. Look, this league could this. I mean, this list could change next week. This, but right this, now, this. our current form, I got Paul George. Okay, fair enough. That was just off how how efficient he is. Okay. Where it just seems like he just can't miss at all. Okay. All right, that's fair. So uh, that so Kawhi seventh, you said. Yeah. So guess who's right. number eight? Better be Embiid or Jokic. <laughs> better be one of those. Bradley Beal. No, just are you Jokic. fucking okay? Oh, dude, <laughs> no, Jokic. Nikola Jokic. Almost, Nikola Jokic. Almost got off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> Jesus, don't do All that. Right. So, <laughs> okay. I did say Nikola Jokic is my MVP. Yeah. Which I know, ironically, that I do have my MVP. No, go ahead. It makes no <laughs> sense. That is the dumbest thing I've heard. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> That's terrible. But, but I mean, look, I think Jokic, if he just keeps this up, he's going to go higher on this list. <laughs> I just had to put the, these guys first. Okay. But yeah, Jokic has been unbelievable this season. 25.8 points per game, 56% shooting. Um, 12 rebounds, 9.6 assists, assists, almost had a, tr- well, had a triple-double, yeah. kind of knocked those stats down, but yeah, this Nuggets team hasn't been as good, but Jokic has been at his best. It's mostly due to the guy playing next to him, Jamal Murray, who is kind of disappointing me right now, because I thought he'll finally be consistent this year, but saying. he's not. So, uh, but yeah, Nikola Jokic is my first center. That's I wanted to make sure he was at least my first center. So speaking of centers, number nine is Joel Embiid. I'm, I'm, this is this what I value. When I value the draft, I look for wings. Okay. So number nine is Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, like you said, has been amazing. Also, never MVP candidate. I got Jokic as my top guy, but Embiid can't miss as well. As a public, that his MVP candidates are at eight and nine on his top ten board. Just want to throw that out there. Go ahead. Well, hey, so hey, if we're if we're talking about best player, we'll be giving it to LeBron every year. So hey, go figure. One hundred percent. So um, so yeah, MVP. Embiid is number ninth on my list, but as efficient as a a a post up big big guy can get, fifty five percent from the field, shooting forty point five percent from three. Also, more importantly, eighty three percent from the free throw line. He's always been a good free throw shooter. This shows you can have him at the end of games. This guy is a seven foot, two hundred eighty pound big that can also create his own shot. Uh, one of the anchors for this very good Philadelphia 76ers team. He's in my top 10 list. Um, I know he's number nine. Every Everybody in this top 10 list is a bona fide superstar. Yes. A bona fide superstar. Yeah. This is why the number 10 person on my number 10 list is a former MVP. So James Harden is number 10. Mm. I did give you some shit yesterday, uh, last week. Sure did. <laughs> sure talk, did. Talking, about, <laughs> talking about why James Harden is on your list. You know, I do have him number 10. But like you said, James Harden is just now starting to play like James Harden because now he finally got to his new team. So he has to prove to me a little bit more before I put him over the other guys on this list. And I need to see a change in his game so I can see 
the Brooklyn Nets win. But yes, this is Shay Obadera's top ten list. Terrible. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, uh, just to recap: LeBron, KD, Steph, AD, and then Paul George. Kawhi. No, Giannis. Oh, that's right, Giannis, Paul AD, George, Kawhi. Giannis. Um, who was after Paul? Oh, uh, Jokic, Nikola Jokic, Embiid, and then Harden, tenth. Correct. Wow. Do you, do you have any snubs that are not in the top 10 list? Well, any snubs? well ladies and gentlemen, get ready for an objective list. <laughs> a list that actually makes sense when it comes to the MVP candidates. So here's my list. I'll go through it quickly because I don't want to hit the same points. LeBron, KD, Steph, AD. Same. Same. We're both 100% in agreement. Where your list just took a nosedive. Um, and where my list is smart. I have... Two players tied at five. I have Embiid and Jokic because they're MVPs, and MVPs deserve to be in the top five. That's usually how it goes. Um, seven, I have Giannis. Eight, I have Luka. Nine, I have Paul. Luka was my honorable mention, which is fair. Uh, he's a shoot better from three for me. Yeah, he's for, from you on this list. Yeah, he's not shooting great from three. Uh, defensively, he's not really uh, really there either. But uh, I watched my <laughs> I watched my uh, fifth or uh, fifth or fourth full-length Dallas Mavericks game, uh, <laughs> which is uh, which is honestly kind of, uh, kind of weird to say. But um, they played Houston, and um, I think they got bullied. I think they lost by like 20 or something like that. And um, it, you know when you watch something and you're just like, you know what that team could have used? <laughs> um, it could have used anybody else besides their best player on the court. And um, Luka had a good game, 26-8-5. and And... Nobody else stepped up. Like hard, like Hardaway, fifteen. Uh, Trey Burke, thirteen. Why is Trey Burke getting that many minutes? Who knows? Uh, Boban, Bobby <laughs> was the second leading scorer on the team with fifteen. And I understand oh, that Chris Stapps. Yeah, and it's yeah. like Chris Stapps. Yeah, he played that many minutes either. Yeah, and Tyrell Terry, by the way, uh, not giving up on him yet, but skeptical hippo eyes. That's all I will say with him when it comes to Tyrell Terry. And just more with Luka Doncic is that. Like I want to put Luca on this list, but not over anybody else that I have on my list. And that's fair. That's, that's more the problem. Yeah, and that's fair. I mean, you know, Luke. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I mean, look, Luca. We were kind of expecting this this uh, another jump, and it kind of feels like we're getting the same Luca that we had last year, which is kind of strange. Sort of the sideways. Yeah, but, like but, said, but sideways Luca is still really an MVP. Helpful. That's how I feel. Sideways Luca is still an MVP. Listen, Dallas is still tied for eighth in in the Western Conference. They shouldn't be there, and the reason why they sh- they are there, like the same reason why Golden State and Dallas are where they are, is because of Steph and Luca. That's how I see it personally. So um, that's why he made it. that's why he's um, why he's tenth on my, tenth on my board. I can't. I couldn't justify playing him over Harden. Where um, I couldn't really justify putting Luca over Harden. And that's Even fair. Over- that's fair. But to me, to me, and I'm being 100 percent about this. Both of them don't play defense. Harden's a better three point shooter. Luca is just a better team guy. That's how I see it. Luca is just a better team. I would rather have Luca on my team than Harden. Harden dominates the ball for thirty minutes for like thirty minutes a game. He has the ball in his hands. Luca's getting everybody involved. Like Luca doesn't need the ball in his hands to be to be uh, to be great. But if you put the ball in his hands, he Luca probably would have been eleven on my list. Yeah. So I mean, it honestly to me at least when it comes to eight, I feel like everybody should have LeBron, KD, Steph, AD, Embiid, and Jokic and Giannis in their top top 10 somewhere but honestly like the Kawhi's the Paul George's the Harden's the Doncic's I know some people probably have Donovan Mitchell 
Bradley Beal. Like those are debatable to me. That's how I feel at least. Mm-hmm. And the proud. Completely proud. agree. But yeah. Honorable mentions because we didn't mention them. Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Sabonis dropped out, Paul George. Uh, no, not Paul George. Sorry, Kawhi. Bradley Beal, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Julius Randle, he doesn't get enough love out here. Julius Randle taking the Knicks to the playoffs. Um, He's playing for the Knicks. Colin Sexton, obviously, he deserves a shout-out. Is there anybody I'm forgetting? Zach Levine. I'm going to give Zach Levine a shout-out because for some reason the Chicago Bulls are good. I don't know why. Um, but I'll give Zach Levine a shout-out. Anybody else on this? I was about to say he's like the Kevin Martin of this generation, but he's much better than Kevin Martin, man. As a guy that scores like twenty five plus points a game. No, I'm not I'm not comparing him to Kevin Martin. I like it. Yeah. I'm with it. It's just a guy like that scores so many points per game, but no one really cares. Yeah. That is that's just how it feels like with Zach Levine. No one really cares. He's he's averaging twenty seven a game. Yeah, uh Zach Levine is like my pencil in for um I actually put some money on it. <laughs> I I have Zach Levine as going into the All Star game this year. He's he, he's he's fucking awesome. He got to be he got to be by now, especially for the East. Like he's averaging twenty seven five and five. There's no reason why. That yeah, he got to be by now. Yeah, Look, yeah. I I know Timberwolves are kicking themselves. They should have traded Wiggins to, to to Chicago, not Zach Levine. Yeah, simple. Um, I know we're running out of time, but this is the last thing that I want to bring up because we haven't brought them up at all. Um. This was on my right or wrong section, which I haven't done, so I guess I'll do that really quickly. So I have one right. Okay, so let let me do it. Let me do it. Where JC was right. Utah Jazz. You remember when I said Utah was going to have a breakout year this year? Do you remember that? I said Utah was going to be awesome this year, and Utah is fucking awesome. 12-4. and Donovan didn't take that next year. They were supposed to be awesome last year. They were. Uh, But, I mean, it kind of feels like – like Lakers, Clippers, and then it's like the Nuggets, Jazz, Trailblazers are in that like second tier category. And I'm not gonna lie, the more I watch the Jazz play, the more I'm just like, I really like this team. This also plugs into a question that we'll get into next week, but I'm not gonna bring it up now because I, I like that question for an argument. But um, Utah's awesome, and uh, Donovan Mitchell does not get enough fucking credit for how uh, how great this team is and how much he shoulders this team. Uh, but Utah always just finds these franchise guys and uh and it looks like utah probably for the next 10 years is going to be a, a, a contender and yeah i was right about the utah you know what? I, feel good about it. I really do love donovan mitchell but i don't think it's about him not getting enough credit i think it's it's i the think team. it's the team it's the team. in general yeah the team especially it's the team Bojan. around Bojan has been awesome this year Boyan's been great. Boyan's been awesome. Mike Conley has been good. Yeah. Mike Conley has been fit again. Jordan Clarkson is a six man of the year candidate. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. 17 game, 17 points a game in 24 minutes. Great. Rudy Gobert is playing well. Royce O'Neal is playing great defensively. Um, they don't get they don't get enough credit. Just like their their roster, everybody plays their role. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell's a designated scorer. Mm-hmm. Jordan Clarkson's a designated yeah. bench scorer. Uh, boy, boy, Boyan, Boyan Bogdanovich is a three-point shooter. Like everybody plays their Good role 3D well. Guy too. Good three. Yeah, yeah. And then you have Rudy just protecting the paint. I mean, everybody plays their role. Like despite Shaq's criticism of Rudy Gobert not deserving that contract, which of course I disagree with that. Um, like everybody plays their role well. That's why as a team they're twelve and four. Yeah, um, I think his name is Zanuck. Is the is the GM um, for Utah? Uh, yeah, I just want to give him credit because, you know, building a roster like this, um, yeah, it's tough. 
and the fact that, you know, they've built, I mean, how many years has it been? It's been like three years and Utah is like consistently sixth, fifth, sixth. And it seemed like after the Darren Williams debacle, like after he just, after he got traded, it just seemed like Utah was just kind of done for. for you, would think, you would think too, when they lost Gordon Hayward, that this is going to be oh, yeah, like, Utah's going to go down. But then yeah. Donovan Mitchell comes along and he basically replaces what Gordon Hayward did and more. You know what, fuck it, I'm going to bring it up now. So, you know how I, I keep bringing up um, Denver as a great drafting team? How about Utah? Utah, over the past few years, I mean, not past few, but you look at Stockton, then they had Malone, and then they go into the That's next generation. Signing, too. Signing players, trading for players. Loser. Williams, right? They get these great guys, and all of a sudden, Gordon Hayward comes out. And well, now they have Gordon Clarkson, Mike Conley. Boyan Bogdanovich. I mean, it just seems like Utah, just, year in and year out, is, or every decade, they're just like, you know what? Every decade, we're going to have a franchise guy, and we're going to compete in the playoffs. I mean, that's just awesome. That's just awesome. I love Utah as a franchise. They're, they're, they, they're doing a really fucking good job, and they deserve a lot of credit. Everybody in that organization. Yeah. Everybody. Now, can I get my word, Jason, was wrong real quick? <laughs> this is the one where I don't want it in the end. Okay. Where JC was wrong. All right. You know what? I'll just do the entire Charlotte Hornets roster because I was completely wrong about everybody. I was wrong about LaMelo. I'll admit it. He's not as bad as I thought he was. He's pretty good. All right? Not. He's, he's not as bad. He's not as that, bad. That's all you have to say? He's not. Okay. That's all you got All right. Say? He's good. All right? He's good. I don't know how great he'll be. He's had some defensive lapses. He has I don't know why he thought he was going to be bad to begin with. That's what, that's what I've been trying to say. Well, look. Well, look. All right. Everybody, listen. Some people just uh, – some people just miss it. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I missed the ball. No pun intended. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, seriously, no pun intended. I don't know. Listen, if if you saw all the crap, which you did, you saw all the crap that the ball family was doing. He didn't play any defense. He shot like shit. And he still kind of. What? How many people in the NBA actually play defense? Yeah, not a lot. Not a lot. And uh, especially, like, even, like, we can go through the top, our top ten. I mean, there's about three guys in there who don't really play defense, like, at all. Um, but I don't know. I just, it was an effort thing. You know, I'm all about effort. LaMelo didn't give me a lot of effort in Yugoslavia or whatever um, country he was playing in. Um, but it kind of just seems like that's all it was, was he played in a country where he didn't want to be in. He wanted to be an NBA player. And... Um, it just seems like he, he he's more comfortable. He doesn't have an ego. I haven't heard anything out of LaMelo Ball's mouth this entire year, which I completely shot by. We're 15 games in LaMelo. This is what I've been hearing about LaMelo Ball. I've been hearing that LaMelo Ball actually has been pretty, like, reserved. Like, even in Australia, like, he's been pretty, like, even keel, been pretty mellow. Like, I guess don't pun intended that. <laughs> but he's been, he's been uh yeah, he's just been a cool, laid-back guy. Like, he's actually, like, the bank thing I've been hearing about LaMelo Ball, like, before the draft, that he's not, like, the guy that's depicted on TV. Yeah, and... Uh, that he actually doesn't want the fame. He actually, he's actually tired of it already because he's had so much of it. Which is fair. And um, and also, I will say this. All of the LaMelo Ball fans who were just, like, blindly following this guy, saying, like, he was, like, oh, my God, he's the next Jesus, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way so I'll, I will also say that the fans. So you, so you were trying to be a hater. Okay, well, look, I, I could become a hater real quick. I said I was wrong. Doesn't mean he's good. All right, he's pretty good. But I mean, listen, there's some stuff that you can work on. Shooting thirty-two percent, shooting thirty-two percent from three. 
All right, 40% from the field, 69% from the free throw line. He's not amazing, but I see what's there. All right, that was my big thing. I didn't see what was there because Devontae Graham, at least. That's all I'm saying. He should be starting in front. I don't know. Devontae Graham had a pretty good game uh, last night. Was it last night or the night before? He had a pretty good game. Dude, he's shooting 33% on the season. Yeah, on the season. Well, yeah, but last year, though. <laughs> right? Last year. Not last year anymore. Not last year. Um, yeah, LaMelo should be starting. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I will also say this. I still do not. I, I feel better about Lonzo still. I will say that I still feel better about Lonzo than I feel about Lamelo, even though Lamelo has the flair and the offensive stuff. That's fair. Um, you know, I, I have a question, but I was wrong about Lamelo. He he can be good. Who knows how great he'll be? Because I still think that his ceiling is low key, kind of unlimited, depending on how much work he wants to put in. Um, I don't know how good he'll be, but um, he's not a bust. I was wrong. I'll take it on the chin. I'll take it on the chin. I was also very wrong about Gordon Hayward. <laughs> Like every everybody else, so I was I was wrong about going to Hayward too. So you ain't the only one. Yeah, but um, yeah. Actually, I was kind of wrong about this entire Charlotte Hornets roster. Um, they're feisty. They're not gonna do anything. I was about Terry Rozier as well. Yeah, I was wrong about Terry Rozier as well. I'll, I'll say that. But um, tell me if you feel the same way I do about this. Um, Charlotte is a really great league pass team. I really like watching them. I think they're really good. Like, uh, I don't think they're playoff contention, but it's like. If it's Thursday at eight o'clock, I'd rather do nothing but watch Charlotte Hornets basketball. To be honest with you, that's, that's Cavaliers are my league pass team, but like, yeah, I could definitely see. I've watched some Charlotte as well. I could definitely see Charlotte too. I mean, I might have to dive into some some league pass Cleveland uh, footage. I might have to dive in. Oh yeah, they're very fun. Uh, I got you a question. Okay, do you think Malik Muck can ever be a viable NBA player, or he's done? Now? Okay, so. <laughs> I don't think I've ever told you this. I'm a massive Malik Monk guy. <laughs> no, I love Malik Monk in Kentucky. I love. I was Malik Monk. so high on it. I'm so sad that it hasn't worked out yet. It makes yeah, sense. It makes sense. Uh, why it makes it a lot of sense, but I think we we were trying to not see that scenario. <laughs> sure. It's going to be a Ben Gordon 2.0, but it makes it makes oh, a lot of sense. Yeah, like this guy's six three, but skinny. He's a doesn't have any point guard skills whatsoever. None. No strength to, to be a shooting guard. Not athletic enough to be the shooting guard. Well, no, nah, he's athletic, but yeah, I don't know. He doesn't have the dribbling skills. That's that's what I mean to be a shooting guard. Yeah, the thing that gets me though is that last year, even though he had his moments of being really bad, he was pretty good last year, all things considered. Um, well, oh, I'm looking at it. Yeah, dude, better ten points a game. 82% from the free throw line. That's that's not that good. Like, that seems an efficient. No, no, no. I'm saying for a third-year third guy who a lot of people thought was a bust, it's not bad, is what I'm saying. It's not horrible, is what I'm trying to say. Like, 43% from the field. If I'm a shooting bad. guard, if you're a shooting guard, you need to be shooting better than 28%. If that's really all you're going to get. No, 28% is terrible. I'm not, I'm, I'm not defending that. 28% is bad. But I'm saying he must That's have. what I'm saying. That's why he's not getting playing time. Like, the guys that they that have over him are much better. I, no, I agree with you, uh, but um, I don't know. I just it just sucks. I don't want to. I don't want to mail in the package and say that he's a bust. But I thought this guy would be at, at least sixteen, seventeen a game. Dude, by I thought him. he was going to be. I thought he was going to be. I thought he was a perfect six man spark plug. I thought he was like that going to be that guy. You know what That's I mean? That's what I'm saying. Ben Gordon. Yeah, Ben Gordon. Yeah, I just thought he was just going to be like the perfect come off the bench. Oh yeah, I'm athletic, more athletic than everybody here. I don't have the skills, but I'm way more athletic than everybody. And uh, 
yeah, it just hasn't worked. Out. That's that's the problems, the skills. I'm really sad about that. <laughs> He's a very athletic guy, but that's really oh, that was it. Yeah. Like I thought he could shoot better in that BA, but yeah, I'm gonna hold that hope until he's 25. <laughs> so I got three more years. I'm gonna hold that hope. By the yeah, way, Melo at, at 19, but you you want to give Malik Mug a chance at 25? Okay. okay, you keep you keep playing around. I'll drop Lamelo again <laughs> during the season when he has a bad game. Um, just want to point this out: Malik Monk, one of the greatest nicknames of all time, God of Dunk. Yeah, great nickname, <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, I honestly, I just seen that in basketball reference. I've never heard him be called that. Before. I don't think any. Have you ever heard him called that? Somebody brought this up to me, and I think it's true. I think basketball reference just makes up nicknames and just puts it on there. I they have to because when I when I when I look at basketball reference for their nicknames, like I like never once have I ever heard anybody be called like some of these names. Like LeBron James has like hella nicknames that I've never heard before. <laughs> Yeah, like let's see, like Omar, the uh, little emperor. When when was he ever called a little emperor? Not even as a rookie. I don't even rookie L trade. I, I think I were, I think I only heard L trade once on ESPN when he was like a rookie as well. And, Maybe it was like one of those uh, like first take. You know how on first take they have those really dumb titles at the bottom. <laughs> Maybe it was yeah, up. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, the L train that's in Brooklyn. L train, yeah. The the Brooklyn subway L train. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, I get oh, it. You're there. Omar Ashik, um, Ashik and destroy what? <laughs> Whoever. Wait, what? Omar Ashik. His two Omar Ashik. His two nicknames: Ashik and destroy and Turkish Hammer. That's, that sounds. Cool. I heard Turkish Hammer for for him. I did hear Turkish. Ashik and destroy. That's that. That sounds cool. You think it would be just Ashik the Destroyer? I feel like that would be better than Ashik and Destroy. Ashik, yeah, that actually sounds even better. Yeah, that sounds awesome. But oh, I don't get paid for this. <laughs> a little em- when when was LeBron ever called a little emperor though? The Akron Hammer? I don't know. Maybe when he was in China or something. I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe when he was touring with China Clay, they called him the little emperor. Let's see, uh, Michael Jordan. Mike, of course, Air Jordan, of course, MJ, of course, his airness, of course, Money, Black Cat, Mr. June, G-O-A-T, Superman, Captain Marvel, Black Jesus. There it is. I was waiting for the Black Jesus. Those are, those are the cool Black... Yo, you call... I mean, he kind of is, I guess. No, he is Black Jesus. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know, but this we call Black Jesus? Can he get a cooler nickname than that? No. <laughs> Absolutely hey, look, not. It's Black Jesus. Yeah, no, though. Yeah, I can't even think of a, of a better nickname than Black Jesus. And then you don't know what's the crazy thing? Absolutely deserved. Who deserves that nickname? Oh, no question. <laughs> Is that even an argument? No, I think the only other person who might be able to take that name would be like Bo Jackson. But even him, he's just like, I'm just Bo. Don't call ever call me. That. Oh, speaking of that, let's see that. Let's see Bo Jackson. It just says God. <laughs> Oh, man, I got a football reference for that. Oh, it says that with Bo Jackson? I, I would hope that it says God for, Bill, for Bo Jackson. I would pray that it says that. So, the fact that that man still played on a broken hip is unbelievable to me. So Kevin Durant, of course, is KD, Durantula, Slim Reaper, we all heard that, The Servant, and Green Room. I never heard that. Green Room. What does that mean? I, the movie Green Room? That's what they're trying to say. <laughs> I never watched that movie. I don't know what does that mean. I have no idea. James Harden, the beard, El Chapo, and Jimbo Slim. 
and Jim who? Jimbo Sliced. Jimbo's, oh wow. I've never heard Jimbo Slice, but like looking at his basketball reference profile picture, it like fits perfectly. He looks just like Kembo. <laughs> he looks just like him. You're telling me Bo Jackson got no nicknames on here? Of course you know Bo knows, but yeah. there's no nickname on I mean, pro it makes football sense. reference. I mean, his name Jackson. is already a nickname. Uh, true. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what else, what else do you need to call Bo? Yeah, Bo knows. Oh, uh, Sean Kemp is boring. He only has the Rain Man. We all know that. Um, let's see. Pal Gasol. Let's see Pal Gasol. Uh, okay, we, we're going to go on this forever. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, maybe the listeners, this is not the greatest thing to listen to ever. Meal ticket. Okay, this is the last one. Right. Pal Gasol. Meal ticket. E.T. Kung Pao. What? Like Kung Pao ticket? Oh, because Pao is on. I feel so stupid. <laughs> Kung Pao. Actually, that's pretty great. I like that. Kung Pao. What was the? All right. Okay. One more. Last one. Last one. We got. We got to end it with Kobe. You got to end it with Kobe. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So Kobe, of course, Black Mamba. We all all know that. KB twenty four. Dino. Showboat. Little Flying Warrior. The Eighth Man. I get he wore number eight, but why the eighth man? I get all of those. Yep. I even get Vino, but I don't get the little flying warrior. I don't know where that came from. Wait, you get Vino? Why Vino? Because he's born in Italy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's fluent in Italian. Okay. Or he was. But I just thought like Vino is a translation for something else. Um, Shoot, let's see. I'm not born in Italy, but grew up in oh, Italy. Oh, Vino just means yeah. wine. Yeah, he, oh, he's not oh, mine. So I mean, I guess that's a dumb one. I, 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 I can see that. Yeah, showboat. Yeah, I can understand that. Little flying warrior. I guess when he was seventeen, sure. the eighth man. I don't get that. The eighth man when he had the number eight. Yeah, Bobby. Yeah, word number eighth, but like, what made it the eighth man? I mean, he was the eighth oh. man his rookie year, right? Oh yeah, he was the eighth man. That's why. That's why, and that's probably why he wore number eight. Yeah, okay, there you go. Stay woke. Stay woke. Stay woke. <laughs> I feel stupid too. I feel stupid. Stay too. woke. <laughs> oh man. Oh, by the way, uh, before we leave, I just want to say this. Um, I think today's the twenty fourth, so two days from now. Actually, it kind of fits ending on Kobe. It'll be Kobe's um, anniversary in two days. So RIP the mom. Man, I can't believe it it's already been out a year. Oh my goodness. Can't believe it's already been a year. Peace. Yeah, rest in peace to one of the. I remember what I was doing. I was like at the library when I found out the news. At first, my my brother texted in our sibling group chat, and I really couldn't believe it. I felt like that had to be fake news, so I had to look at Twitter. First thing on Twitter it said Kobe Bryant died, and this is before we even found out Gigi passed away, which was tragic yeah, too. Just can't believe it's been a year. That was the start to a horrible 2020. Yeah, literally the very beginning of 2020 was was a shit show, but yeah, I think. Yeah, it's kind of weird that um, it's been over a year. David Stern died too, and we also didn't mention that. David Stern. Um, sorry, that's RIP, uh, David Stern. Um, but yeah, Kobe Bryant's anniversary. I can't believe it's it, that's crazy. It's been three hundred sixty-five days. Can you believe that already? Unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah. But rest in peace. To it's, it's still it's still hard for me to uh, like believe Kobe actually died. Right. Like a lot of people, you know, it, you know it's funny. Um, I keep saying this is the last thing, but this is the last, last thing. You hear all of these people talk about how great Kobe Bryant is and all that other type of stuff. And then uh, when it comes to his game, you hear all of these different things. You hear all of these things like he was selfish, blah, blah, blah. But what people really genuinely do not understand about Kobe Bryant was that for people like me, 
probably for people like you too, uh, who grew up in this generation, that was our Michael Jordan. Oh, no question. Kobe, no question. Like, vast majority of players who grew up in my era, like, we heard Michael Jordan and people always said Kobe was the closest thing to watch, watching Jordan play. That was the closest thing, right? And then when you actually watch him, you're like, okay, I get it because he's just amazing and he's the best player on the court every single time. And if there's one thing that Kobe could ever instill in everybody out there, it's his fucking work ethic. And that's something that if there's anything that you guys need to take inspiration from fucking Kobe, it's that work ethic. It's that work ethic. And we shouldn't have to remind you around the anniversary of when he died, but you know, that's the one thing if you want to live on with Kobe Bryant's memory, it's just work as hard as you possibly fucking can. Kobe was literally my whole lifetime watching basketball. I started watching basketball like at three or four years old. That's when Kobe was a rookie. Yeah. And I I remember um, growing up, my favorite player was Allen Iverson because my my sister was a Sixers fan. She loved Allen Iverson. Like, literally had a crush on him and everything. So, of course, since I'm the little brother, uh, I followed, I liked Allen Iverson as well. Um, So, like, yeah, and I love that Sixers team. So I actually grew up not liking Kobe, like, as the antagonist because, you know, the Lakers always beat the Sixers. But, like, yeah, Kobe's been my whole, like, like lifetime. And just as, like, he was definitely, like, our Michael Jordan. Yeah. Just to see him, like, I could, could even see a day where he could possibly retire. Because, like, look, from, like, 17, 18 years old to how old would he, when he finish? Um, like, 36 years old that that was literally from like most of my life that's most of my life and just see him pass away i just can't believe it yeah and on top of that like his run from 2007 to his final championship in 2010 is still in my eyes one of the greatest like three-year stretches of any basketball player ever like we're talking mvp kobe bryant goes literally right into back-to-back titles kobe bryant and solidifying his legacy, Kobe. So it's like at eighty-one point game that he had against Toronto Raptors. Yeah. Um, the final game he had against the Utah Jazz, where he went for over sixty points. Buzzer beater against against Phoenix over two guys. This is so many In the playoffs. So so many highlights. So so many memories with Kobe. Yeah. You know what? Do you want to do a, a most a podcast uh, dedicated to Kobe okay. for our next show? Okay. I'm really, okay, I'm really game because I, I have a lot of things to say to a lot of people who disrespected Kobe before before he passed away and then pretended like his legacy was this incredible thing when people really were disrespecting Kobe, like really disrespecting him before he passed away in terms of his game, not him as a person, but in terms of his game and how great like he really was, like yeah, we, yeah, we have to do a whole thing about that because I have a lot of things to say. All right, definitely. So that'll be the plan for next podcast. So. This is the end of this edition of the Sports Edition. My name is Shay. His name is JC. Estimated November 23. JC, is there any final words you got to say? Nothing else besides rest in peace to my Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. And my Michael Jordan, too. Have a good day, everyone. Peace out.